Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. We are cranking this ish hose up on what we like to refer to as a oh, wasted Wednesday, bleeding on over into a thirsty Thursday, because Lord knows we're going to go after midnight, so... <laughs> it's the podcast on two calendar days, man. Late nights with the brood. That's right. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in here. We obviously have a lot of stuff to get to with the uh, NFL playoffs, some college football playoffs, all kinds of good shenanigans, I'm sure, and some highlights from all of our New Year's uh, celebrations, you know, because uh, Lord knows mine was full, chock full of excitement and the bar crawl. Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> not unless, not emphasis l- on the crawl. Oh, yeah, uh, although to be fair, to be fair, the countdown to noon years at the Children's Museum of Richmond that was pretty snazzy. Taking the two and a half year old to the uh, yeah, taking the kids to the children uh, Children's Museum. You'd think I'd already had a lot to drink. Where we had juice boxes <laughs> for our countdown, and they had uh, a live rendition of "Let It Go." As they cheered with the crowd. Yeah. I was like, how come Shannon is not here? <laughs> he, he, he needed. Been, you never know. You were, you were probably, uh, you know, up there singing it, man. You probably were, dude. Anyway, let's go ahead and get everybody in here. First and foremost, that's right. Already brought him in. Already brought him up. Already brought him in. There you go. Uh, that's the one and only the Twitter Terminator, a.k.a. Shannon McGuffin. What's going on, brother? Brother, Lane Kiffin is getting the Friday treatment again. How are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> well, they tried to leave him behind with the bus. <laughs> they couldn't quite They couldn't he quite shake him hit. off, right? He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't take the hit. He's like he's like the roll tide dingleberry man. He just kept trying to come just, back. Off, yeah, he was just hanging. On, he was just hanging on there, at the, hanging on the back end, man. <laughs> yeah, the Lane Kiffin dingleberry. Oh well, I saw like one headline that was like Lane Kiffin almost avoided another awkward exit. Well, he didn't. Go figure. Say what? Oh, yeah, almost this close. This close. Oh well. <laughs> That's the world of Lane Kiffin. There's also some random thing floating around talking about how he uh, wanted to draft Megatron and not Jamarcus Russell. And I was like, yo, that's that's too long ago to even be bringing that up, dude. That's way uh, too long ago. It's one thing to talk about how Chip Kelly wanted Dak Prescott and got overruled. That's at least recent history, right? But if you're right. going back to Megatron, I mean, that dude is retired. Jamarcus Russell never really had a career. If you're going back that far... No, man. Just leave it alone, dude. Leave it yeah. alone. Way too old school. Hey, man, you know, in 1989, uh, I mean, stop. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get everybody else up in this piece. Let's see. Now, I'm going to stick with your tried and true, man. It's tried and true. Yo, Mark, a.k.a. D-Stab, what's going on, brother? Living very large in charge, my friend. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Having fun, uh, you know, squeezing in all those Lakers games. Are you, bre- are you breathing a little basketball yet? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to a, a luxury suite, a Wizards, Wizards game on Friday. So, Not uh, look yeah. at you. There you go. Yeah. Be sure to wear your the shirt you're currently wearing to that game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rock it out. <laughs> that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty great, man. Uh, obviously, nobody can see the shirt you're actually wearing. So, uh, go ahead and just uh, read it off. You dedicated this one to Whitfield earlier. Um, it says you went full Trump. Never go full Trump. <laughs> my and advice. Matt's response. Get off 
Yeah, there you go. That's okay. Always a little fun, man. But good, man. Have a have a good time with that. It's pretty sweet. Nice. And um, incidentally, uh, gotta love that Grayson Allen suspension. Man, they really dropped the hammer on that dude. Yeah, they, did. They, they sent a message. <laughs> they sent a message, and then they uh, lost to Virginia Tech, and they said that's enough. <laughs> that's, we're message, good. Message, message received. <laughs> message received. We need him on the floor. Oh, and and by the way, Coach K, man, I hope that back surgery goes well, man. Hope that goes well. Ice, ice up. That's right, proverbial ice, <laughs> ice up, son. Ice up. You know what? You're right, man. Let's go ahead, Coach K. Mark called it early, but in honor of Steve Smith, hang you know hanging up the cleats, man. Ice up, son. Ice up. There you go. Well, still one of my favorite sound bites, man. Still one of my. Kind of savage, D stat. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's that, pretty savage, man. That was that Good was job. that was well timed, well played. And uh, who Shannon? Who was Kentucky beating the brakes off of the other night? A and M, Texas A and M. Yeah, uh, I, I watched some highlights. I'm like, well, I think this one's in the bag. <laughs> I don't need to watch the rest of that game. <laughs> it's like, nah, that, that's good. <laughs> that's okay though. Oh man, uh, the 49ers, dude. The 49ers. Oh. Out in Jed, front of the BFC. Yeah, Jed York reminded us all <laughs> that you can't. <laughs> of what a douche he is. <laughs> that you can't fire. I own the team. You can't fire me. You can't fire the owners. Thanks for that brilliant insight, dickhead. <laughs> Everyone's so happy that you made that line of commentary. You know, here, look, the Cleveland Browns, they, they drafted a letter to apologize for how crappy their team was this year, and they sent that out. What do you do? Well, you can't fire the owners. <laughs> I'm the owner. Too bad. Get over it. Yeah, I, it's just one of those things, man. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, Balky is, it really deserves a lot of flack. I don't know what Chip Kelly could would have, could have done. You know, obviously the Dak Prescott's a nice little soundbite, but – you know, the Dallas team, that's a far cry from where that 49ers franchise is right now. Uh, yeah. So, would he have had success? Maybe. Uh, would they have been significantly better than they are or were this season? Probably not. Too many, too many holes in that roster. Uh, certainly, I think Balky needed to go. Uh, Kelly, I, I think that's really – they're just at a point they want to reboot it. You know, look, Randy, I lived through a lot of painful years early on with Dan Snyder. they got to take a lot of lumps in this learning curve, man. They got to take a lot of lumps, and York's going to take his. Man, he rode that wave. He had that little successful chunk with Harbaugh, you know, that window, and and I don't know quite how it got away from him, but man, made some bad choices, bad decisions, sided with the wrong guy. I don't know how long Harbaugh would have stayed anyway, but that team had such a nice window in front of them, and they just totally just they blew it up and blew it away. It's amazing to me. Actually, I guess this is an appropriate song. Hey York, what up, dude? Uh, there you go. Randy, are you drinking to soothe the uh, pain of the end of the 49er season? Dude, I'm celebrating the end of the season at this point. <laughs> wow. I mean, Kelly's gone. Balky's gone. I'm a happy man. It was actually a nice uh, late Christmas present, you could say. Oh, oh, Randy, did you see where Jeff Garcia dreamed a dream that he would be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers? He for yeah, re- there's only one thing I can say to that, and I'd be uh, doing up Shannon's soundbite for that one. <laughs> what, you want to get off my lawn? Yeah. Get off my lawn! <laughs> how, about, how about Rob Schneider dreamed a dream that he would, you know, purchase, oh, purchase the team? Yeah. Oh, I gosh. saw that and went, good luck with that. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the ladies where I work is a huge 49ers fan. So every day, unless she's absent, every day she writes, I have this big blue bubble dot thing on my door. So I'll write notes when I'm out and about or whatever I'm doing. So, but every morning, man, like I'll wipe it off and she'll come out. She'll write 40 dollars a number one. And uh, she's like, oh, Colin Kaepernick is the best. I love Colin Kaepernick, all these things. And so we were chatting. And I was like, yo, don't you just wish that they could just bring Eddie D back for a little bit and just try to write the ship, man? You know, they, fi- they fire all these other people. But you know, it's like, don't you just wish they could get him back? I, I don't even know if he would be successful. Obviously, you know, that's year- it- it's glory years past. But the attitude, the mentality, and being a steward of the franchise is just not where York seems to be right now. So, NFL would also still have to lift DeBartolo's I know, I know. Well, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, he, I know. He is in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. Eddie D. You want to talk about dreaming the dream, dude. Randy. DeBartolo. Come on. Start a, oh, we should start a Kickstarter bad. or a petition. I don't know. Something, man. Anyway, that's okay. GoFundMe. A GoFundMe, yeah. Go yeah. Fund me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we need to make, uh, you know, uh, York enemies with Putin. You know, or Putin, excuse me. Um, there we go. We need him to, like, pooping? take... Yeah, pooping. Who's pooping with with Putin and puking? Actually, the 49ers fans <laughs> are puking. Vladimir Pukin. Yeah, there you go. There you are, 49ers <laughs> fans. <laughs> Open them, puke. <laughs> yeah, get a- Get off my <laughs> Grass is green, though. Grass is green. So, and then we, uh, you know, we also have our resident Packers, you know, Packers backer who uh, is chomping at the bit to give a full weather report <clears throat> for this game against the Giants this weekend. Which, incidentally, that that's the game I'm I'm most looking forward to. Most looking forward to Same this here. this weekend. Uh, I think the storyline is great. Uh, I mean, some of the other games might end up being really good, you know. That's that, certainly, but um, I think here. I think the build up to that one is so significant, and uh, particularly what both those teams bring to the table. You know, the Packers clearly that's the that's team offense, and the Giants clearly are team defense. Not that they they can't do stuff on both sides of the ball, but you think about what really has set the tone for who they are and what they kind of turned into over the duration of the season and to finish the way they did. Um, so it's just it's a style matchup. It's quarterbacks. It's head coach. It's a lot of things that go into that. But that's a really really compelling matchup. A very compelling storyline. Obviously, I'm pulling for the Packers. Mark's pulling for the Giants. Matt's pulling for the Packers. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but uh, I like the setup on that. Super interested. So anyway, uh, given recent history, and I think '07 Packers uh, beat them in the regular season, and then the Giants traveled to Lambeau and knocked them out. Uh, and then I want to say uh, 2011, uh, Packers beat him in a regular season, and then the Giants, of course, took him out in the playoffs. So uh, in honor of uh, Whitfield, <laughs> and yeah, well, here you go. And this is actually for Mark and and Matt. Matt, you you get a little Nickelback <laughs> never again. <laughs> maybe never again. maybe maybe third time is the charm. <laughs> maybe <Yes. laughs> maybe. So, but now recent history. You got recent history. Obviously, the teams are different, but um, you know Eli's been part of that the whole time. No cough, no coughing at this point, but that's okay. Um, I will say, I, I think the uh, I think the hiring of, of McAdoo, you're starting to see kind of his imprint on the identity of the team, and not just because there's a little mini McAdoo running around at games. Which, uh, by the way, if you haven't seen the, <laughs> the, mi- was the that kid was awesome. That, that kid is great. If you haven't seen the miniature Ben McAdoo 
oh my god, the kid has a, he has a little stash. He has like this big play card. It's like a diner menu. And McAdoo went and uh, high fived him <laughs> during the game the other day. I mean, that was great, man. Um, so kudos to that kid. Uh, it's great. He's got the headset. Yeah, he's got the headset. I mean, that 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 one's really funny, man. I think that that's a win. A plus parenting on that one. Um, yes. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that little little bit of story, but. You know, it, when you talk about the playoffs, and one of the things we, we get so swept up with at times are we think about who's the best team over the season and who's this and who's that. And, you know, one of the things that's really so critical, uh, and as much, even though Week 17 can be a total grab bag of crap, uh, teams pull players, rest players, they have something to play for, they don't, whatever. One of the things that's really critical, particularly with the NFL, is, is who's playing, who is playing their best football when. You know what I mean? And when we have these these years where a wild card team gets hot, they're playing great football at the end. The Giants have done that. The Packers have done that. Uh, and, of course, this year we kind of have the, the juggernaut in the AFC. And then some people would say a juggernaut in the NFC. you got the Cowboys. You have the Patriots. Those would be your kind of season-long strong teams. And then you have two teams that had, you know, Green Bay had a lot of issues earlier in the season. They had a losing streak. And they've been just Rodgers has been so on fire to finish the season. You can argue about who they played again. You can only play who's in front of you. Uh, I think he has an eighteen to zero touchdown to interception streak going on right now, uh, which is pretty freaking amazing. Um, and they've done a lot of things really well. But obviously Rodgers, you know, that's riding on the shoulders of Rodgers. Uh, Tom Montgomery's how's done it. Sec- how's their secondary looking right now? The secondary, I think, if I remember correctly, a quarter of their team is on like is on like the injury report. I mean, it, it's completely ridiculous. So, hey Mark, how's your offense right now? <laughs> good, good enough to handle that secondary. Yeah, no. Well, we'll, we'll see there how that we go. See, there, there we go. Here it is, man. We can't even like get through like early part of anything without a little smack talk. Come on, we all know the real matchup we're all waiting for is Connor Cook versus Brock Osweiler. Dude, dude, dude. Let, let's just shut it down, man. That's right now, right there. Right now, Texans, Texans, Raiders, dude. That's it. I don't want to watch Come any on. any other game, man. We'll save that one for later. Yeah. Yes. Because that's the creme de la creme. Obviously, we should finish on a strong note with Texans and Raiders. After the crap, but okay. Yes, also crap de la crap. (laughs) Very very legit. Yeah. Oh, Texans, Raiders. I I saw uh, somewhere, let's see if I can find it real quick. There was a, only because it it popped in, we briefly mentioned it. I might as well clear this tab out so it's not lurking on anymore. Um, If I remember correctly, here you go. Uh, there was a report that ESPN is set to lose upwards of seventy-five million dollars on that Texans Raiders game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! They paid they paid a hundred million dollars to air that single wild card game. Ouch! Hundred million bucks, and they they expect to only make about twenty-five million dollars airing that game. That is brutal. Ouch! Yeah. So. You know, someone's getting fired. Well, that's just kind of the way it shakes out. But I mean, obviously, they, they may hope that game on Monday shakes out. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a different, it's a different issue. I mean, it can't be much more. It can't be a bigger letdown than the final four, can it? Ugh. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll talk some uh, about the college football playoffs, which uh, inter- uh, attempted to inter- <laughs> interfere with our New Year's Eve celebrations. Uh, still dislike that scheduling. Still dislike that scheduling, but. Yeah, the, as far as the Packers, the, the offense is, is going to be, you know, the story. of I think the defense played better late in season. And obviously, if they can get points, uh, if they can score and get up on a team, the defense can kind of shift a little bit. I think they can still rush the passer, that kind of stuff. But secondary is a little scary. 
<laughs> secondary is a little scary. So they're going to have to be creative and, and probably be a little lucky. And they haven't been turning the ball over, and that's been obviously pretty key. The Giants, I mean, it's a lot It's a lot of Beckham. I mean, it, it, you know, on paper you go, God, Beckham could absolutely slaughter that secondary. But that's all, that also means that Eli has to have time to throw it. And, Matt, what was the weather report? What did you say <laughs> in Green Bay for this game on Sunday? Minus zero. Minus, it is, according to Whitfield, <laughs> not even Dean Wormer had a minus zero, did he? Minus 0. 0.0. I like that. I always like a, I always like a negative zero. That's pretty, it's pretty rough. That's pro- you know what? That's probably uh, what Brock Osweiler is worth. <laughs> negative zero. Love that guy. Have fun with that, Texans. <laughs> I got a tri- trivia question. It's not oh, a great one, but that's okay. Maybe not a tri- trivia, but more of a insight. All right, insight. What you so, got? So uh, NFL. dot com had their you know final rankings of the season as of the end of week seventeen. Yeah, and you know, live by logic, and I would guarantee ninety five percent of other seasons, you know, the playoff teams are going to be the top twelve, but they only make up the top eleven. The Texans are ranked 14. <laughs> so, so I guess just for fun, who, who do y'all think? Who do y'all think were ranked between them? The two teams between 11 and 14. Oh, Tampa. Man. Yeah, I, w- I would think Tampa would be one of them. That's that's one. The number 12. Redskins. Ugh. Yep. Number 13. How about that? Yeah. Are we missing one more? Very good. No, that was it. Just oh. the two. That's, uh... Well, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. I, I, somebody was joking around about uh, how they they hope that people show up with laser pointers, since that's uh, in Shoneman Brock's face, since he actually you know won a game with laser pointers all up in his grill in Mexico. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's so silly, man. So silly. Yes, I'm sure the Houston fans will want to shine pointers at their own quarterback. Yes, that's right. Let's see if that yeah. helps. he has enough issues at, at this point. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. Yeah, he does. No, I, I you know really. I think when we look at how the Giants finished the season, how the Packers finished the season, and we probably ought to look at, at those games and then look forward to the matchup a little bit, I do think it's really intriguing for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, the playoffs, Lions-Seahawks might be good. Um, Seahawks are weird, though. And uh, Detroit's one of those things. It's, it's just for them, it's a shame that Stafford injured his finger. I think that's been uh, obviously a weight on them. Um, strong start that didn't quite finish the season and they could have locked up that division. They didn't do it. So I don't have a ton of faith in Detroit per se. I, I think they're decent. And you know, if they have an up game, can they beat Seattle? Yeah. Uh, but it's still going to be tough to go to Seattle and beat them in Seattle. You know what I mean? That's a hard not place. Chance, yeah. That's a hard much. place to play. So that could be okay. Dolphin Steelers, you know, if, for anybody that didn't realize it, this will be the first playoff game that Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell are actually all healthy and playing together for. Wow. First time. Think about how cr- how crazy is that? <laughs> how crazy is that? that? Yeah. This is the first time wow. that all three of them on the field, playoffs, healthy, bam, ready to roll. Good for Pittsburgh. Very good for Pittsburgh. Again, you know, they've had some inconsistencies, and Jay um, Ajayi absolutely ground them up ridiculously on the ground last time they played. But, you know, it's going to be cold weather. That That's an impact. But I, I think they're not bothered. Like, their offense isn't necessarily bogged down by the cold weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and you still have these questions with Tan- with Tannehill and you know Matt Moore and all that kind of stuff going on with Miami. So, eh, maybe the ground game is good. Maybe they're they're obviously they're going to have to ball out on defense and they're going to have to ball pretty hard on on the ground to have a shot. It's just hard not to look at that and favor the Steelers at home. I mean, I, I you know I know they almost lost to the Browns with their second stringers, but that game meant a big bunch of bubkis. And then the Giants Packers. So I mean, you look at those. I mean, what do you think the best game's going to be? What does it feel on like the paper, best? Yeah, on paper, it's going to be uh, Giants Packers, just because of, on paper in the history of those two teams. Yeah, and the quarterback matchup. Quite frankly, yeah, I mean, you got a two-time Super Bowl winner versus a, a Super Bowl winner. Obviously, it's the sexiest matchup out there. But uh-huh. I mean, you're talking red-hot Aaron Rodgers, eighteen touchdowns, zero picks over his last six games, versus that defense who's just lighting everybody up. Other than when Randy needed them to do it uh, in the fantasy playoffs. Correct. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. I think, you know, Mark Other... Gray made a few calls and, you know, how yeah, that goes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, by the way, um, speaking of the Giants defense, uh, understand that against the Redskins, and they got a little freebie at the end, but um, with that weird lateral fumble thing. But understand that that was the sixth time this season that the Giants have won while scoring 20 points or less. And the Giants' defense, other than the game they screwed Randy in, uh, they have given up the fewest points in the NFL since week seven. And that's obviously helped the Giants win nine of their last 11 games. So the defense is good. The defense is good. Um, You know, in one of the games they lost, they didn't have Janoris Jenkins. I still think that was, and it was a short week, but we talked about that. So I don't know how much much stock you put in that. But the the defense has been good, and they can certainly bring some heat. So I tell you what, why don't let's uh, let's deal with let's deal with uh, Packers Lions and uh, Redskins Giants, and then we'll look at that playoff game because I think that's where most of us are kind of centered on at the moment anyway. Um, So let's let's go ahead and take care of this one. I I could just envision the smile that was on Mark's face uh, (laughs) during that Redskins Giants game, man. And it was so weird, like, uh, you know, I, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it, but, you know, we, I think most people felt like the Giants would just, maybe they played a half, maybe they played a quarter, and then they would be like, all right, we're good. And they didn't do that, man. It's one of the things that was very legit. Uh, they showed up to play that whole damn game, man. I think maybe maybe you can make an argument, maybe they eased up a little bit in the second half. Uh, they obviously pulled Beckham out. I think there was a lot of feistiness going on with, uh, clearly, with Norman and Beckham. Um <laughs> You know, they, they, they were pretty handsy. They were pretty physical. They were sticking helmets on each other. They were talking a lot of junk. So that was probably more a, you know, I'm not going to waste something on the, I don't want him to either get a penalty or get ejected or get hurt or anything stupid mm-hmm. to happen to Beckham. Who, you know, really, you know, I think it's pretty funny. He, uh, you know, it almost looked like he was successfully kind of, you know, getting Norman riled up and then walking away. Uh, he didn't take the bait. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, they they had some shenanigans together. It wasn't all one or the other. But I think Beckham did a good job. Most people think about what happened, you know, in the body slam game, right? They think about that stuff. Uh, and I think Beckham was giving it back to him a little bit and then walking away uh, a lot of times. I mean, he did stick his helmet in his chin one time. That that I thought was kind of funny. And I think Norman got flagged for retaliating. Uh, but they they had some nice little drama going on there. Always good for the you know the the television watchers. Uh, but I think they were I think they were cautious with Beckham just to make sure nothing stupid happened to him. And you know I mean again it, I, I was I was very annoyed. I was very annoyed because I swear it's like it felt like that team. And it it's it's always it's twofold. It's one team showed up with playoff. I mean the Giants to me showed up with playoff level intensity. 
That's what they did. They game planned for it. They schemed for it. They showed up to play that way. That was attitude. That was, we're going to stick a foot up your butt, and we'll see what you do about it. And I, I kind of felt like the Redskins almost coasted a little bit. They were much better in the second half, but you know they, they, they really wasted a lot of opportunities early on. They just didn't look like they were – they didn't match the intensity. They certainly didn't match the execution. They didn't they, – they just didn't do it. Some of that you would say, well, yeah, well the Giants' defense you know, is, was too much for them. That's fair commentary. Um, I've seen enough football out of that team this year that, you know, they underperformed. The Giants performed quite well in the first half. The Redskins underperformed in the first half, clearly. And I think a lot of that, it, that needs to go, that needs to be stuck on the coaches and the players. If they thought they were going to get a win or the Giants were going to take that off, you know what? That's on you. That's on you. That's your own fault. If you show up in a game like that where you need to win to be in and you half-ass it or you think you can mail it in, you deserve to lose that damn game. And that first yeah. half alone, that first half alone, was like you. You guys have no business being in the playoffs. You have no business. And now, that, that was look, embarrassing. It was. It was pretty sad. Again, you know, it's a, it's a twofold thing. It's kudos to the Giants for showing up and being like, "Yo, we're here to we're here to play, bitches." <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though, because like they interviewed um, the the coaches after the game, and they were like, "Yeah, this was our first week of the playoffs. We were preparing because we have to go on the road in order yep. to get to the Super Bowl. So this was our first playoff game. Yep. And yep. that's how they prepared for it. That's how they played it." Yeah, they they sat back on him in the second half, but I mean, obviously they didn't need him. No, well, they had enough. They had enough in between the defense and you know when they needed to make some big plays. And the Redskins did tie it up. You know they they ended up doing enough because they uncorked that bomb. What was that dude's name? Somebody King on the sideline. Mark? I, uh, I'm sure. Mark? Oh, uh, Tavares King. Tavares yeah. King. At, yeah. After the Redskins tied it up ten ten. You know, it was first down, and Manny just had this big old bomb on the sideline to uh, Tavares King, old TK, I think, as we called him. Uh, I mean, he had smoked the corner, man. And they had like a, I think, a single safety, and uh, you know that that's a that's a bold thing to do against a quarterback, a veteran quarterback that you're going to see that, and certainly took advantage of it. So, yeah, there were parts of the game that were they were decent. You know, it's one of those things where you look at the, at one point, like after after the Perkins touchdown that made it 10 to zero. It was one of those things where you go, well, the score is reasonably close, but it, you know, that's one where the, you almost feel like the score was a lie. You know what I mean? Like you're like, <laughs> that game is not as close as the score indicates. Cause it really wasn't, you know, it just happens to be the way it is on the scoreboard. Uh, in the third quarter, you know, the Redskins start moving a little bit. And this is one where I don't really hate on cousins because the wide receiver fell down. They had first and 10 from the 24. If nothing else, they should have gotten a field goal out of that. But you know, Cousins drops back to throw. Wide receiver falls down after he throws it, and Dominic Rogers Cromartie just gets a freebie. You know, interception. It was a good that one. Hurt. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was a it was a great play by DRC, but I mean, the wide receiver fell down. You know, what are you supposed to and do? That was after uh, Pierre Garcon had just hauled in that huge pass. Dude, too. that Garcon man, Garcon Garcon made some nice plays, and I hope that they re-sign him. I, I'm not as worried about Deshaun Jackson, who I like, but I think is going to cost too much for what he does in total. Uh, the deep threat's great, but, you know, like, Garcon to me is, is more valuable for, you know, just what he does across the board. Um, yeah. Does he have DeJax's speed? No, he doesn't, but I think it's going to – I think they're going to have an easier time retaining him. And if I had to pick one of the two, I think I'd lean to Garcon. But, I mean, who knows? We'll see what they do. Plus, he doesn't really miss games. You know what I mean? Like, DeJax, right. I feel you're almost guaranteed he's going to miss, like, <laughs> you know, three to six games in a season. I don't yeah, know. Hamstring. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but you know, in the fourth quarter, it's still close. It's ten to three. Giants have Giants have the ball. 
uh, or excuse me, Giants are leading 10-3, to and uh, Cousins hit Garcon in the third and 17, and uh, dude, Garcon just muscled his way uh, to pick up that first down. That was pretty beast. Giants got a flag he for him. He wanted it. Yeah, oh my God, dude. He was going after that That man thing. wanted that game. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Giants got I think it was a late hit <laughs> on that one. And it was a little flag, but it didn't really matter very much because it's one of those. Yeah, there you know, were three. Yeah, so. half the distance of the goal line. Who cares? Man, that's a good time. If you're gonna if you're gonna drop one of those, that's a good time to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just stick a little hat on you, making make sure you know that I'm here. And Cousins hit Jordan Reed to tie the game ten ten, and that's when the you know the, uh, and that's what I'm saying. You know, even though I think maybe the Giants eased up a notch, they went right back after it and got him, got him with that deep ball, set up the field goal and. The Redskins' defense, for the most part, was really atrocious. They they bent they bent a lot. <laughs> um, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't give up more points, but that's just kind of the way some things played out. But uh, look, under two minutes, this is really going to end up being the story of that again. It comes down to the the Giants' defense. Redskins are driving. Cousins had a couple of nice throws. Deshaun uh, Jackson, and then a uh, little little halfback dump off. Thompson caught that. Uh, it was first and ten from the 48. There's plenty of time on the clock. The, the Redskins have two timeouts. And Cousins drops back. He kind of, you know, ducks and kind of does his little, you know, not really a pump fake, but he almost threw but didn't and did all that stuff. He's moving around uh, to avoid the defender, and he just throws the ball, man. It's like of all the things you shouldn't do, that was the one he shouldn't have done, you know. Um, and yeah. he, he threw the ball out there on first. He was, trying, he was going after Garcon, but he didn't have enough on the ball. And it's like, uh, yay, forcing the ball in the middle while throwing on the run. Aaron Rodgers, he is not. I mean, you no. know, there are quarterbacks that can throw like that are money, even when they're they have to throw kind of on a move. And you know, like Rogers is one of those guys. You know what I mean? Cousins isn't. Cousins has his moments, and I like Cousins, but that's just not that was a that was a bad decision. And, and again, that was a really poor decision. That was terrible. And Rogers Camardi got the interception, and that was really the thing that you know. I mean, that sealed the deal for them. So, you know, from my perspective, uh, I'm pretty disappointed with how they showed up. Uh, I certainly think they underperformed. But, you know, uh, look, the Redskins were 2-4 and four in the last six games of the season. So mm. when they had kind of a streak going on, and that, that probably lines up quite a bit with the Jordan Reed injury. You know what I mean? And I think most of us, if you didn't realize how valuable Jordan Reed was to that offense, you certainly saw that once he was not right this year and how much that impacted cousins and, and just game flow you know they don't have a, they didn't have a strong running game kelly had some moments fat rob fat rob had some moments but certainly not a not a strong enough running game and you know cousins this was his first multiple interception game since week one uh so that's maybe as a surprise to the cousins haters <laughs> and i don't hold the first one against them but overall a big bag of barf buckets and re- at recent history, the Redskins have not been good in Week 17. Two and seven in Week 17 games since 2008. Second worst in the NFC, by the way. DMV in the uh, must-win games, not good. Yeah, not 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 so good. Not so good. I think I think one year they they knocked the uh, Cowboys out of something, but uh, generally <laughs> speaking, they're not so good, and you know they're not so good with those late games. So Giants in this game, Justin. Yeah. Season high, 161 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Defense had four sacks. It felt like they had a lot more sacks than it just did. four. I mean, they they were all over Cousins a couple of times, and you know uh, they broke they broke <laughs> broke free. They broke through that line a couple of times, and I, I swear, yeah. I almost felt like they were feeding, like the Giants were feeding Perkins the ball specifically behind Flowers, 
it, it felt I mean, like it, it felt like they were specifically <laughs> running that guy and specifically running behind Flowers to get that kind of reps and to give that guy some confidence. You know what I mean? It it felt like they were going, "This is what we're gonna do. We don't think they can stop us, and we're just gonna go freaking do it. Suck on that." <laughs> you know, and that and that's huge for uh, playoff football, man, to yeah. get that running game going. Yeah, Washington had uh, thirty eight rushing yards. That's awful. And that's not even counting the sacks, so it's probably <laughs> less than that. On only just not even a, enough attempts. I mean, it was very few. Yeah. Very few. So that, <laughs> that hurt Cousins as well. But, man, dude, you got to give credit to New York and that coaching staff. That that was pretty masterful on their part, that game plan. They were ready, Absolutely. dude. They were, they were ready. <clears throat> they were ready to ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take that to a coaching symposium. Look at this team; they are they came ready to play. Yeah, Look at this team they phoned it in. And you know, it, there's organizations and teams you look at around in the league, and you're like, what other teams would would you know would show up and do it do what the Giants did? And you know, there's a short list of those. And then you think, what teams would would show up and do what the Redskins did? And there's a short list on that one too. And it's it's annoying because it's one of the things that really, if you want to be a winning organization. As Herm Edwards said, right? You play to win the game, and you got to play to. I mean, it sounds so simple, but you know, there's something. Whether it's coaching schemes, attitudes, players, talent, and look, I mean, realistically, the Giants are a better team this year. We we know that, but that was that was pretty awful. So uh, I've certainly ran enough about, I guess, the fail buckets of the Redskins on that one. Mark, let me ask you this. Sure. I mean, I I know you had a grin. I know you had one of those shitting grins on your faces on, on your face uh, <laughs> after that game. I know you did. But um, what do you take out of that, and what do you think out of that, and what do you think that means going forward in the Green Bay? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think you, you, you honestly you covered it pretty well. I mean, I don't know if I have a whole lot to add. Um, I, I said last week when we recorded that I thought a week, I thought a first half was what I expected out of the starters. Um, I honestly, I kept on saying like during the game, third quarter on. I was ready at any point for the starters to come out. I, I just wasn't I wasn't too worried about it. I I mean, it sounds like I'm taking like a unnecessary dig at the skins, but I just don't I don't know that I felt like the starters still playing, you know, at that point really to me was benefiting them but right. so much. And and it's just it's hard not to be paranoid of, of injury, but obviously, you know, all's well. Everybody came out they're they're healthy, but uh uh yeah, I mean just just add it to the, uh, another one to the list of you know pretty ridiculously impressive defensive outings. Obviously, you know, Roger Smarty's gonna gonna get glossed up the most. Uh, but uh, once again, t- team effort. I mean, you know, I think yes, the Skins did not look ready, and and it's baffling to you know not be ready for a game where you know win against a team that has nothing to play for, and you're in the playoffs. It's it's just beyond baffling. But, you know, but I think that certainly you can't discount that the, the Giants, you know, certainly didn't come, you know, just to, you know, just to finish the season out with, nope. you know, what, whatever kind of performance. I mean, they they came legit. And uh, I don't know. I, I just gloss up back some more because I just think he is just a absolute defensive mastermind who, who clearly just, just fits perfectly with what the Giants aim to do. And, um, I mean, just <clears throat> nasty. Well, again. It, it does feel like it doesn't it feel like he should he just belongs in in New York and should just stay there. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's like the classic some guys are better, you know, coordinators than they are coaches. Yep. You know. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, Wade Phillips. 
Yeah, and I mean, some of these guys, it, and I think some of them, they, they identify better with, like, an organization and kind of a city and a team and, you know, what they want the team to be and all these little pieces and variables that go into that. And I think the kind of defense he runs suits that team and the way they usually build their personnel. You know what I mean? And then there's yeah. an attitude piece to it. And, you know, uh, look, I, I forget w- what his other stops were because he, he was the head coach of the Rams for a little chunk of time, right? Uh, And that was a disaster, but the Rams have been a disaster, so what are you going to do? But he seems to fit really well there. And, yeah, they spent a lot of money on defense. They spent a ton of money on defense, and that's paid dividends. You know, if you're a Coughlin guy, you go to shame they didn't spend some more money when he was still there. But none of that's really relevant at this point. But they they knew they had an issue because they, they kept giving away games late last year, and they spent they spent the money. And I still think what you're going to see is that I'm a believer in McAdoo, okay? I, I like the guy, and I think he's, uh, over the course of the season, you see, you know, his attitude about the team, and from an organizational standpoint, uh, what they've done, yeah, they've got some flaws, yeah, they've got some holes, they know that, and if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna win, if they're gonna really advance deep in the, in, in the playoffs, and, you know, challenge for a Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl, Eli's gonna have to have some moments, absolutely, Beckham's gonna have to have some moments, absolutely, but part of the tone and the attitude for that team is head coach down and then defense up. You get what I'm saying? You know, you got oh, yeah. your sideline on the field, and I, I think that really helps them set that set that up. And that's an identity thing. Uh, I think they know what their identity is, and they can make up for some of the issues with the run game, some of the issues with some other things. Um, but they can they set the tone and they set the attitude with defense, and then uh, with Beckham. You know, with with the other team's defense having to deal with Beckham. I don't think Eli, Eli is what he was, but he can still do it in spots, and he still knows how. You know, it's like one of those things. There are guys that they don't need to put up a ton of numbers. What you don't want to see from you know what you don't want to see from Eli is, is bad red zone interceptions or turnovers. So right. be be smart with the ball, and if the defense gives you an opportunity, uh, take it. And he's been in the league long enough, and he's seen enough things that if you if you stick, and obviously. You know, we joke around about it. Matt is not an Eli fan. Some of that she just likes to needle Mark about it. But we, you know, historically, adequate. he's hi- an adequate quarterback. Historically, yeah. But you know, there's something if if people's criticism of Kirk Cousins is that, is that he doesn't deliver in big games, you then flip the script to somebody like Eli, who has delivered multiple times in very big scenarios. You know what I mean? And you can say, well, okay, maybe some of the regular season poo poo, blah blah, this that, those a pick, boom. But, you know, when people have a history of being pretty clutch, you know, that matters on some level because a team, a team can have some confidence in that. And yet it's a team sport. It was only the defense. It was only the defense. Yeah. And, and I think that matters. And that, but if they play smart, complimentary football, they don't need them to make a, you know, a bajillion big-ass plays. It's make a big play when you really need it. You know what I mean? He, he's got plenty of arm. I, again, I, I, liked, I liked the McAdoo hire when they did it. I think that's going to be good for the however much longer Eli plays. Uh, they obviously have some work to do to address the line and the run game. We we all know that, but it's not always the best team, and we we know this too. It's cliche, but it's not always the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the team that's playing the best football. You know what I mean? At this time of year, and some of that's chemistry, some of it's luck, some of it's scheme, some of it's talent, some of it's there's a lot that goes into it. So the Giants and the Packers are two of the teams that definitely, you know, fit that mold. And which which, which way is as the Giants always 
or well, I say always, of the last you know 15 years, they thrive the most when they are not the top dog, when they are not expected to be kick a little dirt on them. One or two, they, yeah, they, exactly. When people you know dot them a bit, um, that's absolutely when they're at their best. So I mean, I'm not you know writing any you know tickets to the Super Bowl just yet, but I would largely say I will go ahead and say that I think I think that there's a very I'll put it at I'll go, I'll go high. I'll go real high. I'll say I'm 80% that the team that comes out of this game is the NFC rep in the Super Bowl. That's pretty strong. Um, you know, yeah. the, the Falcons are kind of a trendy pick right now because of that, because of that offense. Sure. Um, and obviously the Cowboys. Still, I, still, I, don't, I don't trust Ryan. I know. I, I know. It's I, tough. He had a ridiculous season. He had a ridiculous season. But we're like, like you just highlighted, it's all about what happens at a certain time of year. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know that I trust Matt Ryan playoffs yet. We'll have, to, we'll, we'll have to see. They got a nasty running back. They've got uh, you know D that's certainly been doing well enough. I, the the um, D is largely garbage. It, it is, but they put up enough points that you know it matched it. Yeah. Um, but uh, they had a great season. So I mean, I, I you can't you can't you know toss them aside. But uh, I, you know, I I I give this Packers team plenty of credits and what mm-hmm. Rodgers did to turn them around. Um, I like um, Montgomery a lot. You know, in the backfield, he's a tough runner. Uh, I think that, you know, Rodgers once again found guys that were kind of like, who is this guy? But, you know, wide receivers <laughs> didn't just come out of nowhere. Allison and whoever the hell What a else. great name, though. Geronimo Allison. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I, mean, how fa- I mean, how great is that name, right? I mean, who- can you imagine the draft report? They're probably like, who did y'all make this dude up? It sounds like when you, like a creative player in like Madden, right? I'm going to name this guy Geronimo. <laughs> right. You know. But I mean, I think the, the simple the simple thing to say would be that I just I don't think that really any of the other NFC teams want to face the Packers or the Giants right now. I, I personally, I mean, that, that, maybe that's arrogant, but I, I sure as hell wouldn't want to go in against the Giants' defense, and I wouldn't want to go against the Packers' offense. So it's a pretty phenomenal first weekend, yeah. you know, wild card game. That's you, know, you almost kind of feel like it's going to be a shame that one of those teams is going to be gone after this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, this is one of those those cases where the the big dogs are probably really glad that these two teams. Right. One of them is going to take the other one out. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. The, and it's the Patriots. <clears throat> it's a, I don't know. It's it sucks, but it looks embarrassingly simple. It's I mean, yeah. The, the quarter the quarterbacks they have to face versus the quarterbacks that the Cowboys have to face. <laughs> Cowboys have to be like, you got to be shitting us. Yeah. It, it this is <laughs> this is one of those years where you think back to like the '90s era and you go, there's just so much. There's so much more depth at the NFC level, and it's not to take anything, anything away from the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are phenomenal. Okay, this is not to take away from them, but when you talk about the depth and the breadth of the field, you don't feel as strongly about top down the AFC playoff teams, and some of that obviously is shaded by by the current state of the Raiders and the Texans. Matt Moore, Connor Cook, (laughs) Brock Osweiler. I mean, come on, Matt McGloin. You know what? uh, uh, Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if like uh, you could get a Clemson like defender to go after Matt McGloin, and he could be like McGroin? You know what I mean? Uh, That's one way to grab life by the balls. That's right. Uh, Proctologist, man. Line one. Anyway. Yeah. He said something. I'm so used to you dropping ball references (laughs) that I don't always necessarily act on it when somebody else does. You said balls. But you are. But but you are quite right. (laughs) Hey, that's uh, just wrong, by the way. That's what? I mean, Trump says grab him by something. The Clemson players grab something else. Yeah, uh, digging deep, man. Digging, digging deep. 
They can leave on that one. Uh, obviously, we'll have to touch on that. I mean, the Clemson players clearly do. We'll have to touch on that when we talk about some of the some of the some of the ball games. Uh, but you know, when you think about it, man. You know, all right. So most people are going to consider the Patriots the, the true one of the entire NFL, and I think that's fair commentary. And a lot of that is going to be it's coaching, it's Belichick, it's going to be Brady, who's been lights out coming off suspension. He's been ridiculous. Um, I think he has the highest touchdown to interception ratio, like regular season ratio ever, ever. And yep. I, I, I want to say it's twenty. Is it twenty eight to two? Correct. Yeah, I mean that, that that's that's disgusting. Yeah, that's disgusting. So you really you really look at it. You go Cowboys and Patriots, and then you start looking at the other teams. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs can be really good. You know, I mean, I like I like Kansas City, but they're going to have a tough time traveling to New England. Um, you're starting to see Alex Smith run uh, run the ball a little bit more. Tyreek Hill obviously has been very very viable, very dangerous as of late. They're twelve and four. It, that actually it's amazing to me that they actually made it to twelve and four. Um, you look at some of the issues with the Steelers again. They've had some real mo- they've had some real strange games this year where you're like, what the hell did did y'all even bother to show up? What did you do? Here I am giving the Redskins all this grief for not looking prepared, and uh, the Steelers not once but multiple times this year. You've been like, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, they, they've had several of those games, but they, I think they have a lot of upside. Um, you know, the Giants, I guess this is the classic formula, strong defense. I don't know how strong a run game is, but they're not going to get the, the chance to run all over the Redskins every week. So that's tough. The Falcons are interesting. A lot of offense, not so great on, on defense. Uh, Packers are interesting. A lot of offense. But this is elite quarterback play as of late. Defense, obviously very suspect. Um, but home field is gonna is gonna serve them well, I would think. Bad weather might help them out a little bit. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't really have faith in. The that Seahawks minus zero weather, Justin. Yeah, minus look out for the minus zero. The Seahawks, I don't. You know, <laughs> be bad. For most of the year, I thought the Seahawks were really gonna turn on the Jets back into the year, and then they lost Earl Earl Thomas, and they haven't been the same. Offensive line still has problems. The running game has been weird. And Russell Wilson has bailed them out of some things, but they've had some real stinker ass games too. And my God, they they barely beat out the freaking Forty Niners, man. <laughs> um, and, uh, granted, they ended up pulling they ended up pulling people once it was clear that the Falcons were going to win their game against the Saints. But you know, the Seahawks, I, I don't I don't know that I can trust them. Uh, Lions, I certainly don't trust. So you know, still, I think the the overall quality of the NFC is is much better than the AFC. And you think about that. Cowboys, Giants, Falcons, Packers. I mean, if, if if you could give me, like, the NFC field versus the AFC, uh, all day, man. All day. But the Patriots are still, like, the, the they're still the numero uno that you got to take out. But that's what the, yeah. uh, clearly that's what the Super Bowl is going to be for. I, I still think it's funny over the duration of the season. I've, we've gone back to the Steelers multiple times. And to me, I still think that's going to be the AFC championship game. I just do. I mean, was it? That of the last 16 years, only twice it has been Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah. Don't sleep on KC. No, I, mean, I, I like something about no, KC. I'm not sleeping on KC at all, actually. If, if there's a team that can shut somebody down, Kansas City's defense definitely has the potential. Yeah, the to defense do it. is good. The defense is good. But... but with KC, it's getting the offense going. And, yeah. I mean, you got. Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and a committee of running backs. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to really get to say that they're going to be that much better than, you know, Pittsburgh's offense or New England's offense. Which 
even though New England without Gronk, they're eight and zero without him this year. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they it, could win without him. Yeah. You got Brady and Michael Floyd laying people out. Dude, like, damn, dude. that was a brutal block, hit. Bl- block, block of the year, maybe at least certainly block of the weekend. My God, on Edelman's on Edelman's, uh, what was that? A seventy-seven yard touchdown, dude. Michael yeah. Floyd. Tony Lippett doesn't remember Floyd. where he is. Dude, Floyd deboed that dude. He got deboed. He got that guy got crushed. That Floyd, dude got. Floyd, Floyd sober when he did it, or was he drunk? Or... <laughs> well, <laughs> I... Twitter was like roasting Floyd on that block because they were like, he blocked that better than he did on the road. <laughs> At least he was just asleep in his car, right? Yeah. He wasn't oh. driving anywhere. He was just sleeping in it. He could have been driving somewhere. But I don't wasn't. understand why he's playing, but anyway. That's... that's the NFL, bro. Yep. It win games. It would be interesting, and I, they've said he's been, um, and I know we probably need to get a ribbon on the Giants-Packers, but it's it, it'll be interesting to see how far along he comes and how much he plays a role in their playoff run because, I mean, you're talking a former number one pick, and well, it's his contract year, so he has to play his tail off in these playoffs. Well, one of the things that, that he has is size. That's a bit, It's a big dude. And against the Dolphins, there's one play. Patriots are in in the red zone. Brady hits Floyd. And he ends up dealing with, it felt like half the Miami freaking Dolphins defense. But I I watched that highlight, and it was six dudes that had a chance to stop that guy or bring that guy down or something. And you know what they didn't do? Stop him. Nope. And that was in the first quarter. That dude... That dude fought through six Dolphins defenders to get that ball in the end zone. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> That's, he earned the respect of that team on that play right there. That and the block he laid. Oh, my gosh. That and the block he laid, huge. Obviously, he's not going to have all the timing and all the routes and a full understanding of the offense, all of those things. But he's got size. If he's got size and got hustle, and you know how New England is, man. they got enough people. Sometimes you're like, oh, it'll be this guy, and then they don't do anything for a game, and then they show up the next game, and they, you know what I mean? They're weird. Yeah, I feel like that guy against the Colts, 2-0, <clears throat> yeah. one four touchdowns, and then they bench him the next game. Yeah, yeah, man, they, they do crazy things at times, but – you know, again, they're very, they're game specific. They'll they'll game plan all this very all, with all this specificity to go after somebody, and then they'll do something different the next week. You know, because they're just there to win. I mean, at the end of the day, or as Mark might say, they're just there to cheat and win. But at the end of the day, they're just there to win. You know what and, I mean? Well, by the way, Blunt and Lewis, a mm-hmm. one-two combo at running back, nasty. Thunder and lightning, right there. Yeah, I and mean, the, uh, yeah, the Blunt. Look, I tell you, Blunt, 18, 18th rushing touchdown of the season against the Dolphins, man. Mm-hmm. So he led the league, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 18 touched rushing oh, yeah. touchdowns. So I tell um, you, what, I tell you what, I tell you what, because um, why don't we go ahead and take a break? We because we got a lot of games to talk about, and we do need to tie a bow on uh, the Giants and the Packers, and I think we're going to end up. We have some games we want to talk about and kind of you know shoot the ish with. I can I can feel it. So why don't we go ahead and take a break and we'll put a bow on some of that stuff when we come back, finish that, and then we can kind of go through the AFC a little bit and then laugh about some other stupidity. I don't want to totally lose all of our time because it's already quarter after midnight. Sure, you know what I mean. So I figure if we have forty five minutes to an hour left in us, we need to you know let's go ahead and break now and then come back and just hammer on 
enjoy our beer and a couple of laughs and roll through it. Um, salute the clock after the break. Yeah, we do need to salute the clock, man, for real. Like, right before we go to break, I got. Yeah. I, I just, I've, I've discovered. I, I think you need a name change. Uh, and to tell you, I found somebody. There's a college basketball freshman that plays for uh, Boise State. His name is Justinian Jessup. Wow, that's a strong name. It's a strong name. I kind of feel like you. Can, can we can we call you Justinian? Justinian. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that for it's a little strong. bit. That's strong. That's very strong. Justinian Beauregard. Yes. <laughs> Look, Matthew Philip Westwoodfield. <laughs> Listen, Justin Magruder Green. That's right. That's the story. I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my my father for real did want to name me Richmond Beauregard. My mom vetoed that. Of course, my dad also wanted to name my sister Verina. So what did he know? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <sighs> Anywho. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll, we'll, we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, we are the Sports Brew, as always. Keyword Sports and Brew. You can find us on iTunes, certainly through Podbean. That's where our main feed is hosted. LiveSportsCaster.com. A whole bunch of other stuff. Google Play. Man, look, look, here's the deal. Search Sports and Brew. We know you love both. You'll find us. You know, Crank it up. Have a laugh. You can tweet. You can BS with us. We like that. You can find Mark at DSTATFTW. Uh, if you love glossing up and knob slobbing on the Giants, man, he'll like that, too. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Haterade. Haterade. Ain't no Haterade, man. No Haterade. You'd, happ- you'd happily shoot the crap with somebody about the Giants, wouldn't you? Well, of course. I'm so, saying you. Me? Why, why am I hating? <laughs> why am I hating? Reds, Redskins sad. Patrick, you're sad in this. The Redskins are sad. The Redskins are sad. So, in my annual tradition, the Redskins flag will come down off the front of the house. The regular season flag is over. The playoff flag must go up. I must put the Packers flag up. <laughs> I mean, got a, lot, a lot of like East Coast, you know. In this, I mean, DMV. I was going to add in Carolina. I mean, yeah, the Skins, the Ravens, the Panthers. A lot of, a lot of sadness up and down the East Coast, right there. Oh my, yeah, East Coast football is like butt suck at the moment, man. At least in the, in the DMV, in the DMV. Ravens went out with a whimper. What a terrible way to let Steve Smith finish. The, I mean, come on, man. Uh, Ravens were garbage. The Panthers were garbage. Redskins finished out like a dumpster fire. And at least one of the New York teams is good because the Jets are absolute crap. Although, kudos to the Buffalo Bills for making uh, Revis look like he actually still has skills. That was pretty fantastic. Um, anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back. We'll run through all that crap. We're the Sports Brew. We'll be back in just a moment. Woo! <laughs> all right man had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes oh lord we got some other stuff to get to though for sure and we have a couple things to tie a boat on i suppose so let's go ahead in the packers lions game and then we'll tie up packers giants you know clearly the expectation was that the redskins game was going to matter for that one and it did not the nfl played their hand right so kudos to them for that one at the end of the day, I think it comes. It really comes down to one very critical thing, and that's how much better and how the how the Packers have responded over the the back half of the season. Uh, when they said they were going to go on the run, they did it. When they said they were going to win out, they did it. And that's big kudos to them, to uh, the coaching staff and the team for rallying up and finding a way to get done in spite of injuries, in spite of some real defensive deficiencies, <laughs> and then all the craziness with the running backs, dude. All the craziness with the running backs. Uh, Rodgers, by the way, thirteen and three career record against the Lions. So, pwned, for sure. Uh, again, Rodgers hadn't thrown an interception since uh, Week 10 versus the Titans. He's on an 18-0 to touchdown and interception streak uh, since then. 
Uh, Rodgers, by the way, did lead the NFL in passing touchdowns for the first time in his career, which actually surprised me. 40 touchdowns. He got that in that game because he was uh, lights out in that one. Uh, although I did like this blurb from ESPN. Aaron Rodgers is the first Packers quarterback to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns since Brett Favre in 2003. And it's like, yo, has there been anybody else playing quarterback like consistently in Green Bay? I mean, seriously? Who thought that was a great... Hey. Don't forget about the Matt Flynn era that lasted for like one game. One game, game uh, against New England, yeah. <laughs> well, what Didn't he have like five or six in that game or something really stupid? <laughs> he did, he did. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, derp. That's what I felt about that one. But um, <laughs> when we talk about the Packers' strength on offense at the moment and what makes them dangerous right now, and, you know, kudos to Ty Montgomery. That's a guy that obviously had to transition to playing running back, and I think he's done quite well. Uh, at that and the, the offensive line grades out when you look at like uh, when they grade out offensive lines <clears throat> they have three guys that are in the number one slot for their respective position uh, wow. when it comes to, to yeah which is significant right it's, I mean it's significant but one of the things that plays into that is how well Rodgers throws on the run how well he can move in the face of pressure and quite frankly he's playing lights out football at the moment it's hard to imagine there won't be some regression to the mean at some point. It's it's really tough to have a streak like that continue. Although, you know, a few years ago, Joe Flacco had one of those magical streaks. They rode that all the way through the damn Super Bowl. It does right. happen. You know, it, it does happen. And, you know, if they're going to make a deep push, it realistically has to continue to be that way. But you think about him really elevating his game. And there's a couple examples against Detroit. In the second quarter, it's Packers balls, third and seven. Uh, Rodgers is just uh, you know, under heavy pressure from Detroit. He ducks and steps, steps through the grasp of the, of the defense. They got a hand on him. He steps up and throws on a run to Cook. First down, boom. In the third quarter, again, he's under just massive pressure. And he throws, I, I think, what is best described <clears throat> as a fadeaway <laughs> to Devontae Adams yeah. in the, you know, for the touchdown. Uh, Adams didn't get a, a penalty for the old Gonzo dunk celebration, but uh, that was a hell of a throw, man. That was a hell of a throw. Yeah, um, and then later on in that game, third and nine from the 10, Rodgers drops back. He rolls out. Play he, of the game. He's scrambling around. He has two defenders flying at him, and he zips one into Geronimo Allison, who's just running across the back of the end zone. I mean, that that was an incredible throw. Justin. Yeah. He had 8.58 seconds from snap till he threw the ball. Well, not a clean eight and a half, but that was a lot of time. But, I mean, the pocket was relatively clean, and then whenever anybody got close to him, he just, you know, moved a little bit here or there. Yeah. But in the NFL, to have eight and a half seconds, I mean, that's an eternity. Oh, absolutely. For receivers to good, get wide open. Good luck. Good luck covering somebody for that amount of time. I mean, the Lions can do it. And you know what? When A.A. Ron has that much time, <laughs> you're not going to stop him. <laughs> Good old A.A. Ron, man. Good old A.A. Ron. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> by the way, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. You had a gift. You had a gift there, friend. <laughs> the only <laughs> – I hope Clay oh? – I should invite Clay Matthews to Thanksgiving next year because that dude's bringing the butterball turkey, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. That was atrocious, man. And, of course, the Lions went down and, you know, he drops the surefire interception in his mitts, dude. In his mitts. Butterball's that thing. The Lions go down and get a touchdown to Golden uh, to Golden Tate. But, uh, you know, it was a quality win. 
Um, yeah, division, and they didn't need it as much as they did earlier in the day since the Redskins, since the Giants handled the Redskins uh, effectively. Um, but getting home field, I think, was big. That, that's a nice way to kind of set the tone and go into the playoffs strong. So that's good. 31-24 final score, um, although it really felt like it was generally, – generally speaking, it felt like that was Green Bay's game. Yeah, so, Detroit had the little Hail Mary at the end. Mm-hmm. Kind of payback Rodgers from last year, yeah, but the, the, wasn't quite enough. Yeah, to make it, it, you know, it made it look a little bit more respectable, but it, it really, the duration of that game, it felt like it was Green Bay's game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, super, super interested Giants-Packers. I mean, I, I really do believe that's the that's going to be the game of the weekend. Uh, if nothing else, in height, maybe not an outcome, but it certainly feels like that's, that's going to be the ticket. By the Do way, we want to call our shots on that game. Yeah, we can call our shots. Uh, Mark, somehow I think you're going to take the Giants, but why don't you go ahead and uh, explain to me your pick uh, for Giants Packers? Okay, let me see. I'm thinking about it right now, but uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I like how I like how you're making sure that you're, we're seeing your hat. Thank you. Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I noticed you wearing that over the duration. You didn't start that start the podcast with your Super Bowl champion hat. But you have it aimed squarely at the uh, at the camera now. It's an important memo. Yeah. Um, I am going to <laughs> rock with a very close game because it's absolutely what I expect. Uh, the line, I mean, the, I, I thought it was a crazy starting line, and so did the public. The lines, the betting line started with the Packers as seven and a half point favorites. Yeah. Very, wow. Very, very, very quickly got knocked down to four and a half points for the Packers. I mean, I, I think that's uh, kind of a disrespecting the Giants' defense, and b forgetting how banged up the, the Giant, there's excuse me, the Packers' secondary is right now. Yeah. Um, and and then certainly the Giants have fared well in, in Green Bay in the past. Um, so. Uh, I certainly will take Giants in a win. Very close game. Uh, I'm going to take kind of a weird score. I'm going to say uh, 24-23 Giants. All right. Barn burner. Barn burner. Is that one where maybe it's low scoring early and then it gets a little bit of fireworks in the fourth? I think so. I think yeah. so. I think one, one more quick thought I'll say about you know what's exciting for me is, and and <laughs> it's exciting for the other person is uh, let's not forget this is Beckham's first playoff game. I think he is going to be extremely excited. Obviously, as 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 always, you know anybody that kind of situation with his kind of talent playing their first playoff game, got to keep your head on right, can't get too excited, got to stay focused. But yeah. I'm confident he will be, and uh, I think we can expect some uh, hopefully some fireworks out of him. Uh, you know, well, the good kind. But, the but good kind doesn't mean that the, that the passing game is not going to not gonna be able to happen just because it's cold. And uh, I, I think we can see, see some some big fireworks out of him, and the, the Giants are going to need it. All right, fair enough, Shannon. What you got for me, man? Well, I agree with Mark. This is this is going to be a close game. I do like the Giants' defense, but Aaron Rodgers. I I mean, him and Brady right now are each on fire. Mm-hmm. But we, we know what happens when the Giants meet up with really good quarterbacks. I like the Giants barely to win this game. Woo. <laughs> uh, however, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Ooh. I'm going to say Odell Beckham goes for two bills yeah. receiving in this wow. game. Wow. I can see 200, 200. Great googling, man. Bang I up think... I think that man arrives on the scene, and he goes off. 
And I think that defense and then the running game will do enough to get the Giants over the top. I'm not going to give a final score or anything. I'll take the under on the total at 44 and a half. Um, But I think Beckham just absolutely shreds that secondary. Bold. Randy, what you got, man? Well, uh, obviously, I'm not a fan of either team, really. For me, it's going to be fun just to watch both teams beat the living hell out of each other. I know. You you probably don't know what a defense like this and an offense like this looks like anymore. He did a few years ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you got to figure. Giants defense is actually playing pretty solidly, but then you got Aaron Rodgers playing pretty solidly. So it's (laughs) – you would say it's a a good wash, but in this case – I'm going to give the home team the nod in this and just because Packers at home this year have been pretty solid. They rarely lose at home. I think they've only lost uh, two games at home this year, which is six and two is not too bad. Not shabby. But considering the role they're on, considering how much confidence that team has, I'm going to give them the edge and I'm going to say little more scoring this time around because I think uh, I think the Giants def- offense is going to show up a little bit too so I think it's going to be 31-24 Green Bay all right <clears throat> two to one so far uh, I'm pretty sure Matt's going to even that out <laughs> is he awake or is he gone <laughs> uh, I think he's gone okay I'm going to vote for Matt Matt says Packers 75 Giants 10 <laughs> <laughs> if he was you mean play- he'd actually say the Giants scored ten points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage time, garbage time. Garbage uh, time. No, but we we know Woodfield's going to take the Packers. We know that. So, I think this is going to be a good game. I'm curious how much the weather impacts the offensive output. But both of those teams can play in bad weather. You know what I mean? It's not a matter of you know can Eli handle the cold? Can you know He's been a Aaron handle the cold? I mean they both can, but. I like the deceptive speed of Jordy Nelson. You know what I mean? I think pe- people continuously, when you're not used to dealing with him, I think they, I, I think they continuously, yeah, I think they, they, they misjudge certain things. Lord knows the Vikings, they see them twice a year, and they still can't get the defense right against that guy. By the way, by the way Justin. <laughs> yeah. Nelson led the league in touchdown receptions at 14. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a rebound for him, man. Nice year back. Um, I think both have both teams have a lot of good momentum. I can certainly make a compelling case for either team to win. My personal preference is that the Packers win, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, I think it's certainly conceivable that, that the Giants go in and and kind of stick them again. But you know, I, I like the role that they're on offensively. You know, Mark said something earlier tonight, and that he felt that whoever comes out of this game um, has a hell of a shot of of making the, running the table and getting through uh, the NFC. Uh, and I think there's there's a lot of validity to that point. Um, I like the Falcons. I think there's a lot of fireworks there, but you know you get a strong defensive showing. It's going to be tough sledding for them, uh, and it's still a matter of trusting Matt Ryan to play well in the biggest moments. And it just hasn't always delivered on that front. But they've got some running backs. They've got some obviously Julio Jones, and they've been spreading the ball around, so that bodes well for them. They're a trendy pick, and I see why people are doing that. Uh, but I do like both of these teams for different reasons. Uh, there's the there's the historical playoff mojo of the Giants. Uh, the setup is there for them if they're going to ride that kind of a wave. The setup is there for them. Um, I do like. I, I just I I think to have gone through, and this is what we're talking about. You know, the best teams versus the teams that are playing the best at the end of a season. Uh, and I think this is just one of those moments where you have two teams that really sorted it out, figured it out, put it together. 
and set themselves up to to be where they're at. It's almost a shame they're playing in you know in the wild card. It would yeah. it, it it almost deserves to be a later round, but you know that's the way that it goes. That's the seeds they have. That's where they finished out. It's what they earned. But I want the Packers to win, so I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay. But again, I can make a, I can certainly validate both teams to win. It's just my preference is going to be uh, for the Packers, and I think in that in that particular line of thought, it's really it boils down to one thing, and that's Rodgers playing lights out football uh, at home, home crowd, so so weather, his ability to move around. I don't think will necessarily neutralize the Giants' defense. I don't think that's really what this is about. But the pressure, you know, Kirk Cousins getting blown up in the face. You know what I'm saying? Some of those things that happened to him, um, Rodgers is going to see more effectively. He's going to be able to move more effectively and buy some time. So uh, they have a lot of weapons. I think the run game has certainly elevated. I like that offensive line. So I'm going to go ahead and give a nod to Mr. Mojo at the moment, and that's Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Green Bay offense. If Lord knows, if Odell if Odell Beckham Jr. is torching the, torching the pack for two bills, man, uh, they should certainly walk out of there with the W. But wouldn't it be fun if this was another one of those overtime games? You know, got all crazy and went extra late. And you had some fireworks at the end and went bananas. That would be pretty fantastic. I hope so, man. Um, I, I, is, I mean, that's what, what playoff football is all about, man. I just I love to see greatness. Yeah. You know, I mean, regular season is regular season. But when you get right. to the playoffs, ju- just give me greatness. Playoffs? Give me greatness. And this, Give me greatness yeah. out of the best players at the biggest times of the year, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I certainly think McAdoo's going to have this team ready to go. Uh, I think, you know, McCarthy will will certainly have the Packers ready. And, again, you know, both teams, they, they dealt with some, you know, different kinds of adversity this year uh, to get to where they're at now. They had to fight through a lot of that. And I think that that's one of those things that makes a difference. Teams that really have to deal with a lot of issues – um, whether it's personnel or injuries, when they put it together and go, I think it, it, it makes such a huge difference. And we spent so much time, and a lot of people did, looking at the issues that the Giants had or the issues that the Packers had. And you think about what they've done to get to where they're at. Uh, yeah, they have different – their core strengths are different. But they can do things on both sides of the ball depending on what game flow is. You know, yeah. um, so I like the I like the moxie, if you will. I like the guts, if you will. I love the setup. So I, I love the setup for both teams. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to homer out on this one. I'm going to take the pack just because that's what I want. That's what I want right. to happen. Um, okay. I, I don't really have a score in mind, per se. I'm just hoping it's a damn fun football game. Same here. Hoping it's a damn, fu- damn fun football game. Uh, and I'm hoping that. You know, since there's not a lot to do in Wisconsin and Appleton or wherever the hell they're at, I certainly hope that the uh, the Packers can send the Giants back to, you know, back back out on the boat. <laughs> back out on the boat. By the way, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite sound bites of the week. Like, only Eli, right? O- only Eli could do this. So you had people kind of piling on uh, a little bit with, with the Giants. And I think this is really just, if it wasn't all over social media, nobody nobody would care. Uh, but it just got traction in the media, and that was, you know, Sterling Shepard and OBJ and Victor Cruz and Roger Lewis flying to Miami after they uh, beat the Redskins, went clubbing, and were out on the boat, on a boat, uh, having a good old time. Uh, and a lot of people gave him a ton of grief. Uh, people also gave him grief for wearing jeans and boots on a boat, but whatever, man. I don't know how they packed. I'm not going to worry so much about that. But I loved, you know, uh, Eli got peppered with questions about it. And I loved this this response set, man. I think as a team, we, we kind of 
always pride ourselves on being well prepared. So when I saw some of the pictures, I was a little disappointed just because obviously they didn't pack uh, accordingly. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they didn't have any shirts, uh, obviously. So this, you know, disappointed on the packing and, and not being prepared for that situation. I think what guys do on their, on their off day, it's not a big deal. You know, I saw, I saw it. Um, you know, I just kind of laughed. I knew, it, I knew it had to answer a question about it. I knew, I knew it would be a story. Uh, and you know, that's all I thought about. Did you see the, the memes that added you to the picture? Uh, no, man. I, I was telling people I was the one that took the picture. They went me, they went me in. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it like he just he just handles that. He's just like, yeah, what? It's a day off. It's a day off, man. It's a day off, man. You know, I mean, he touched it on all as, as a team. We pride ourselves on being prepared. You know, I'm disappointed they didn't pack shirts and shorts. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then, yeah, you know, come oh, on, guys, they're in Miami. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, Dress man. 40. If guys want to get away <laughs> for the day, I like this one. He said, if guys want to get away for the day, I think they were a little low on the vitamin D. They wanted to get some sunshine, get their vitamin D up to stay healthy for the cold weather in Green Bay. I mean, you know, he had a good time with it, man. He had he had a good time with it, you know. And and they had they had a good day of practice once they got back. I mean, this is one of those largely it's a it's a media story. At the end of the day, if they go to Green Bay and they all look good and and, and they win, no one's gonna care. No one's gonna care. Dude, if they go and you know. If if Beckham gets thrown out or something stupid or he he disappears, then people will pick at it just like they gave, you know, Romo all the grief way back when when he went to Cabo or whatever whatever it was with Jessica Simpson. How much does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Probably not a lot, you know. No. Probably not a lot. It's just it's one of those stories that gets traction and people are just gonna pile on and run with it because it's it's something to talk about, something to pick at, and something to bitch about, bro. You get a day to go to <laughs> Miami and you're not gonna take it. It might as well, right? It's a day off. Go enjoy yourself. Relax. I mean, you're going to probably be more relaxed there than you are in New York City at that point. Yeah. So just go enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, just make sure you're ready for practice and you pay attention the entire week and all that good stuff. Um, well, see, it'll be all right. I love how Mac- McAdoo was just like, the players are off. They're not working. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, it's, it's their off day, man. It's their off day. day. It's their off day. Let, then, let, let them do what they're going to do. Blow off just, some steam. Have a little fun, and, and just just have a good time with it, man. I, I if they if they practice well and they show up on game day, Sun, no yeah, no right. one's going to care. You know. Right, and the, yeah, and the thing is, is they showed up to practice the next day. They weren't late. Mm-hmm. Although Coughlin may disagree, depending Co- on what Coughlin time would probably up. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Coughlin would undoubtedly disagree. I'm I did, sure. I did find like so. I had to go back and I was like googling Romo Cabo just for fun, and I loved this. This is, this article is from December ninth. Uh, excuse me, 29th of two thousand eight. <laughs> Old wow. school man. And so uh, this is about Manning talking about Romo and this Cabo thing, and so and of course the Giants ended up beating the Cowboys uh, with that and. Um, in this particular article, the Giants were tubbing for they had a buy in the first round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, they lost at Minnesota, but they, they had a first round buy. And so someone on the Giants on the conference call asked uh, Eli if he had planned to go to San Diego to watch his brother Peyton play for the Colts against the Chargers in the first round. And, and so Eli's just like, no, no, no plans. And then he said, my plans to Cabo fell through, so I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> it's a joke, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, and it was it's just funny because, you know, again, the Giants ended up beating Dallas that particular year when they had a first-round bye, and, you know. Uh, and, and he went – Guess what? You know, they could play Dallas again next week if they win. They could. So if, if they show up and handle their business, all that other stuff, man, it's just window dressing. It's just window dressing. It is. You know, it's, it, it's reporters got nothing else to report and twenty four well, hour news yeah. cycle. Got to get something on there. I mean, again, you know, I applaud McAdoo for this. He said the players were off. I'm not going to talk about players in their off time. They showed up Tuesday ready to work. Had a good had a good day of practice. And you know, Beckham for his part. Um, said, you know, quote, I'm really more focused on the Packers and the Giants, so any of those questions, whenever you all want to sit down and have a little side-to-side, we could do that after the playoffs. So, you know, clearly clearly Beckham's pretty pumped for the playoffs. I mean, I think that, you know, they're young guys. they got money to burn. They were in D.C. It's not like they were flying, you know, 20 hours to go somewhere. They flew down the – Exactly. I mean, how long is that flight? How long is that flight from from D.C.? Hour and a half? Two hours. Two hours? I mean, mean, big deal. Go clubbing, go have fun, and then – you know they have enough money. Clearly, they didn't do anything uh, too stupid. I'm sure they flew private, so it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, people were griping about. You could hear some, you know, bits and pieces in the audio talking about some Adderall or they're talking about drugs or whatever in the thing. But all those guys, they've been through it. They know they're not going to jeopardize their season to you know pop some pills in a boat. Come on, man. And I mean, let's be honest. You don't think they're exposed to a whole bunch of other stuff in New York? I mean, come on, dude. Give me a break. Rich, famous, young. The opportunity is always there. They know the look. They know the drill. They're they're not gonna you know fail a drug test <laughs> this week, man. Not happening. Not happening. Yeah, they travel in different circles. Let them go have some fun. And as long as they show up on game day, nobody nobody cares. It's just like that soundbite. Nobody cares. That's what it is. Show up on game day, ready to play, and all that is just extra story. It's just gr- the gristle of the week, man. Grissel we actually have a phone call from uh, Peter Griffin. He actually wanted to weigh in on this. Oh, oh Peter, Gr- Peter Griffin's here. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? Oh, you didn't want to, you didn't want to do all like rage face. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well let let's shift gears a little bit. We can top any thoughts on on the NFC stuff. I, I think we've hammered most of those things. Obviously, some some expectations for the Cowboys, but. We'll see. I mean, they... Romo threw a touchdown yeah. on his only possession this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, up a contract for next year somewhere. Romo looked good. She loved the injury concerns, but you know, look, Dak Prescott had two series. Romo had one series, ends in a touchdown. He overthrew. You know, he probably had a little bit of adrenaline flowing or whatever, and he obviously winged it out. Um, but three of four, twenty-nine yards, and a touchdown looked good. Looked yeah, good. He did look good. You know, very limited action. Obviously, I'm sure that entire thing was scripted. But you know, you get him out there, you get you get something. And I'm a believer, and we've joked around about this before. But if the Cowboys are going to deliver and win this thing out, I just I feel like Romo's got a role to play. You know, he's, Dude, it's it, like through Bledsoe and Tom Brady when mm-hmm. Brady sprained his ankle in the AFC Championship, and Bledsoe took over and led them to the AFC Championship. You you gotta think that something like that's gonna happen along the way you, for the Cowboys. You telling if, me? Are you telling me that Mark Sanchez can't do that? <laughs> I'm just saying. He gonna run, run into Ezekiel Elliott's butt or something. I don't yeah. know. That uh, he'll probably fumble at that point. Of course, Sanchez did butt suck. Uh, I think we we have the BSC, the Butt Suck Express, but I really think it ought to be like the Butt Sanchez Express. That guy was terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, that yeah, guy! You don't want to be a part of the Sanjays. Oh my lord, that guy was bad. You know that. that you know they got to get rid of him in the off season, man. He's probably like, yo, just let me get a ring out of this whole thing, man. I, I'm cool. Hey. Uh, Cowboys, by the way, tied uh, their franchise record for the wins in the season. That's 13, which they've done uh, twice before. So, yeah, man, I, I want to see the Falcons play though. I want to see the Falcons play. I really do, man. Um, Falcons, by the way, absolutely whooped some ass in the Saints. They scored in their first five possessions. They were up 38-19 to 19 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Devontae Freeman was pretty nasty. You know, and, and I know they're... Brian was nasty in that first half. Yeah, I mean, I know they're a trendy Super Bowl pick. Uh, their defense worries me. Vic Beasley's one thing, but I just don't know that they have enough on both sides of the ball. That offense is going to have to be great. But they, they could be interesting. I mean, certainly... I think Certainly. they get to the NFC Championship. I just, I just don't know if they can beat the Giants, Packers, or Cowboys. Whoever comes out of those three, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they'll draw Seattle, and I think they'll have enough offense to get past Seattle. I'm just not sold that they can beat the other three teams. Yeah, no, I mean it's understandable. It's understandable. History doesn't support that. By the way, I, I like how all, all these people got all rage faced out when they gave like Vic a standing ovation when that dude walked back. Or got carted out on the field or whatever, man. Stop worrying about it, man. They were fans, man. They were fans. Let it go. They were just they were just fans being fans. And I know there are people that will never forgive that guy and will hate that guy forever. That's that's fine. That's your deal, man. Just it was terrible. We understand, but you gotta let it go. Gotta let it go, man. Uh, I do like uh, one of these much ado about nothing kind of deals. Was Michael Bennett talking about Zach Zinner, the running back from Detroit? And I thought it was I thought it was hilarious how much traction it got. Uh, I, I meant to bring this up earlier, but uh, obviously we're talking about the Seahawks. They're going to get the Lions, so they're going to get a whole bunch of Zenner. And uh, I thought it was a hoot. And you know, Bennett was talking about this guy and basically you know called him the best white running back in the NFL. <laughs> and, and it was like, well, you know, I mean, realistically, fair or not, you don't see a lot of you know, maybe in Green Bay with the occasional coon or. You know, now they have Ripkowski or whatever. You got some fullbacks, you got some white fullbacks. It's just one of those things you don't necessarily think about. And then occasionally somebody, it, it was like when Jason Seahorn was the corner for the giant. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you're like, that's a white corner. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> you know, it just is. And Zenner has, Zenner's been balling out pretty effectively for the Lions on the, on the back, back chunk of the season. And really, Bennett was just paying him compliments, but yeah. he, you know, he called him a white running back. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think it's as much of a story as, as people have made it out to be. And Zenner apparently didn't take any offense to it. So let it be. And look, if Zach Zenner is legit, I'm not saying he is, but if he is, he's going to show up. He's going to look good. And Bennett was really just little commentary and, and paying him, a, you know, some compliments Said he's doing such a great job of cutbacks, hitting the hole. He's a really good back. I know all the stuff he did in college, three straight seasons of 2,000 yards. I didn't know that, man. That's crazy. I don't care. Wow. I don't care where you're at. If you can do that, you have you have got amazing talent. Yeah. You know. So, an undrafted free agent out of South Dakota State. That hotbed of talent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, look out, right? Look out. <laughs> so, that'll be an, a, a, at least an interesting sub-story. Uh, for the uh, Lions and Seahawks again, I, I just aren't they I the Jackrabbits? Yep. Maybe that's what I thought. Yeah. Did did they have a good run in the NCAA tournament, like basketball, one of the past, like I don't know, in the past few years? Yeah, I think they. 
Yeah, I think they won a game. Yeah. They'd probably be Duke. They'd probably be Duke. <laughs> who knows? That's a <laughs> Some random 15 or 16. Yeah, who knows? All right, well, I tell you what, man. Let's um, <laughs> let's switch gears to the AFC. We've already been talking a little bit about it realistically. We've talked about the, the juggernaut um, in the AFC in specific, really, and that is the New England Patriots. We certainly touched on this, this Patriots-Dolphins game, but there's a couple things I want to just float out there just so people are aware of it. Uh, we did talk about Michael Floyd. Obviously, it was a hell of a catch getting through all the, um, you know, the, the half of the Dolphins' defense to get into the end zone and get that touchdown, but I want everybody to remember a couple of things about this. All right. We have the shadow of Deflategate, which is still, you know, people. Some people can't let that go, won't let that go. They, they you know, they're going to throw shade about that in perpetuity. It's not going to go away. So this hey. year is a really interesting opportunity for New England for Tom Brady. They dealt with the, the suspension. Obviously, they, you know, they 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 got the penalties from the league. You've heard people talk about what they're asking for Garoppolo was really what they got stripped of um, from the league for that. It's a hell of a story, and that th- that's a team that's played. <laughs> with a, a hell of a lot of intensity. Uh, Tom Brady, 28-2, touched on interception ratio. We touched on that. Uh, by the way, he also passed uh, Dan Marino for fourth most pass yards all time. Uh, it was 61,582. The Patriots, if you did not know this, are the only team that is undefeated on the road this year. Wow. 8-0. And as much gloss as we've given the Giants defense, well-earned, of course, the Patriots are actually the top-scoring defense in the NFL. <laughs> 15.6 is what they've allowed the Giants for the season, 17.8. Okay. Okay. Damn. So you've got you've got some backstory there and some setups that certainly do, depending on how the playoffs go, um, you can see that matchup. You can see the Giants and the Patriots matchup. And God bless, you sure as hell know that if, if, if you're a Patriots fan, if you're on New England, you go – you know what? If that shows up, we want it. You know, th- we want the third time as a charm. We want to go after it. You know, I certainly believe that that's legitimate. I'm trying to find this one thing. I had it for Mark. Uh, here you go. Daily Snark had this. The <laughs> Giants. I mean, odds. do you do you really want that matchup? It wouldn't bother me. I mean, I obviously I was referring to the Packers on the podcast. And yeah, ask right. Him. <laughs> Uh, although he's probably asleep at this but, point. Well, of course so he is. But if if you're a giant, if if you're a Patriots fan, and the bugaboo has been the Giants, they got him twice. Are you telling me that Tom Brady wouldn't like before oh, his Brady ca- before his career is over? You wouldn't. You you don't think on some level he would love to hang an L on on the Giants, considering they hung two on him. He need to hang an L on the Giants. I mean, can you imagine if he went over against the Giants in the Super Bowls? <laughs> That'd be crazy, but look, the Giants, man, their odds of winning the Super Bowl—it's uh, eighteen to one. Patriots uh-huh. are the, well, yeah, Patriots are the favorites. But somebody's like, here's this crazy sign, man. Oh, here it was for the win. They they had an article that said, here's an indisputable sign: the Giants are going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. All right. So New England's obviously the obviously the heavy favorite, eight to five, right? But. The Giants were 18 to 1. And, and so the article is just like, as in the Patriots' record after Eli Manning and David Tyree did this to them in, oh, <laughs> in the Super man. Bowl. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, yeah, somebody's stretching for it, but it, that's pretty sweet. So, Mark. The fact that it's 18 to 1 is just eerie. Mark, that one's and for the you. Fact that they're playing the Packers. Yeah. And then we play know? the Cowboys the following week. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just eerie. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bizarre. 
but you know yeah. that's okay that's okay so i think we all we all are pretty clearly figured the patriots are kind of running the gamut in the afc like realistically like who do you think is the strongest team to give them a run for their money the chiefs the char- the not the chargers huh the chiefs the steelers i mean what uh I offensively play- offensively i'd say steelers um, defensively, I mean, you got to give it to the Chiefs because the Steelers' defense has been Jekyll and Hyde all year. Yeah. But you got to figure it. Look, Tyreek Hill has been just main dude on special teams. And you cannot discount. I mean, if they, if they punt to that dude on special teams, you better watch out because he is electrifying and he is a game changer. Look. You cannot discount Tyreek Hill, man. No. That dude has been returning punt. He's got what three or four touchdowns on punt returns. In his in the last six games, he has eight touchdowns. You want to guess what they are? Uh, punt returns, mm-hmm. rush. I know he's got at least like two sixty-eight plus yard rushing touchdowns. He has three rushing touchdowns. Okay. Two receiving touchdowns. Two punt return touchdowns. And a kickoff return touchdown. Dude, get that guy to ball. It's yeah. just ridiculous. It, it, I mean, if he, if he touches the ball, you better watch out. Well, I mean, I'm sure Belichick would be like, don't let that guy touch the ball. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't let Tyreek Hill touch the ball. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, he, he'll probably have the punter yeah. like, just punt it out of bounds. I don't <laughs> care where you punt it. Oh, they're not I mean, gonna give that. Put- they're not gonna give that man a chance to return it. Why? Right. Exactly. No. They're no. They know better but, than that. But if you put Malcolm Butler on him, that leaves Macklin with whoever. Macklin's been a shell this year, man. He has, but he he's still got decent speed. I think it's Kelsey you got to worry about. Kelsey's the one. Kelsey's he's the, the one you got to worry about. Like if they can take it's, away, it's if they can take away Hill, second, it's a matter. It's Kelsey. And then there are 50 running backs, but no, I mean none of them are phenomenal. Right. So, oh, by the way, before I forget, Antonio Gates, man, 111th career touchdown pass, tying Tony Gonzalez for the most all time for tight ends. Obviously, uh, right. that that certainly deserves. Oh, we didn't do a salute o'clock. What the hell, man? Oh, Antonio Gates, apparently salute o'clock to you, friend. <laughs> I've got a little three notch, four, 40 mile IPA, as always, very delicious. Mm. Marcus. <sighs> Sir, I am rocking a very delicious uh, Magic Hat demo. It's a black IPA, and it is very delicious. I, I haven't seen you with a number nine in a while. You still crushing those? Oh, yeah. I Usually when I get Magic Hat, I get the multi-pack, so I've got okay. number nines in the fridge. Okay, fair enough. Shannon, what Randy. you got? Oh, Randy. <sighs> well, Arr. this is this is it's a sad day when there's no beer in the house. You have no so, beer? No, but I do have vodka. Okay. So, I've uh, been uh, doing some vodka mixed with some of that uh, cranberry splash, Sierra Mist. Well, hanging out, Vladdy, Vladdy, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Randy, uh, as you drink everything that you have in your abode, I just want to remind you that the 49ers have burned through sixty-nine million dollars on coaches since uh, the end of the Harbaugh era. Ouch! Yeah, I don't want to remember. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> And Randy's burned through that much in alcohol. 
Hey, you never know. <laughs> Anything's possible. Also, at 2-14, and 14, they matched the franchise record for losses in a season, uh, matching 78, 79, and 2004. Well, trust me, I remember the Dennis Erickson era. Oh, that was glorious. <laughs> That's glorious. Yeah, Come on, man. That 78 was when Bill Walsh was there. Come on. That was his first year. You know how much you're going to miss Balky. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, no, not much. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll tell you what, man, just for giggles. And Matt's Hold probably. On. Oh, what? Listen, Shannon, what you got, man? I am rocking the Hardywood Gingerbread Stout, bro. Oh, yeah. Not surprised, brother. Always a good decision. I tell yes, you, sir. I tell you what, man. Let's uh, let's call our shots real quick. We already did Giants Packers. Let's go ahead and knock out the rest of these uh, Raiders Texans. <laughs> I think it's more like calling your shits than it is calling your shots uh, <laughs> in, the, in this particular game. Dear God, um, I really feel bad. You know, the Raiders had so much upside with a healthy car. It's really a shame he's not there. But that's football, Sucks. and and you know, them's the breaks, man. Them's the breaks, dude. Um, yeah. Uh oh. You better better zip your face, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I I love some extra pacifiers in that bed, man. You can handle this yourself. You're seven months old now. You can handle this. Uh, Raiders, Texans. Does anybody like really, you know, what did you say the over under in this game was? 36. 36. I mean, my God. Is anybody bold enough to take the over? Oh, there will be, but I sure wouldn't. No, uh, Mark. No. Mark, tell me with a ten foot pole, man. Tell me how much you love the Raiders Texans game. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. I I will figure out a way to get somebody to alert me when there's like you know sixty seconds left in the game. I'll tune in for the last sixty seconds. Nice. Nah, man, I, you know, I, I just, you know, kudos to any team that makes playoffs, and I'm sure their 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 hometown <laughs> fans or, or, or both teams are excited just to be in dance. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's an honor just to be nominated, but uh, <laughs> kind of thing. But come on, we all know that you know whoever wins that game, they're not going beyond that, beyond the next round after that. Um, it's 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 shit luck, you know, to to, to some degree. Well, mainly for Oakland. I mean, Houston quarterback debacle. I mean, that that's just you, you know year long, you know, regardless. But uh, Oakland's the one that I feel like more people should feel you know really bad for, and I, and I genuinely do. Um, but uh, you couldn't pay me to watch that game. <laughs> uh, that Tell me how be. you really feel. <laughs> I have plenty of other things I can be doing. Yeah, no, I, I got we'll you, man. Doing. It's that's tough. It, right it's there. tough, man, because <laughs> David Carr or not David Carr, Derek Carr, who I mean, at this point, may win a few extra MVP votes just because of how Oakland looks at this point. Mm. I don't know, dude. It's it's like I I would like I would love to see Oakland win just because of the season they had. Right. However. They're also talking like Vince Wilfork. This is he's going to call it a career after this season. So yeah, that's been coming up. Yeah, you're hearing Houston chatter about wins that. most likely, barring Miami beating Pittsburgh, which I don't think is going to happen. Don't anticipate that. Vince Wilfork goes to New England next week, and it would be fitting for him to play his final game at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, and you know the crowd would give him a nice, a nice, you know, send off. Absolutely, they. They they are usually pretty appreciative of the former Patriots like Vinatieri or Will Fork, who were uh, mainstays on those championship teams, and I think he would get a nice standing ovation. He was yeah. a good dude. He 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 was a cap casualty. He just got a little bit older. 
I, I think they would give him a well-deserved uh, standing up. Well, you know, I mean, Belichick, once he makes a, a decision that they can replace you, you know, fair or not, man. You can do. They can live without you. Allocate those dollars or whatever they're going to do. That he's going to do it. So, yeah. so uh, I, 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 I reluctantly, I'm going to take Houston. Okay. I, I, I want Oakland to win, but I mean, if you're talking about a kid who's never made a regular season start, who's starting his first game in the playoffs, no, uh, I'll no, take, I, I'll take Houston. This is one where I'm going to. Th- I'm really taking the Texans defense. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the Texas yeah. defense to go ahead Any and handle that. Or... I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Cook surprises us and you know has a coming out party or something. But if he does, that's a one game special because the Patriots going to take him out. You know, <laughs> if it happened to go that way. I mean, it's just it's yeah no. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the Texans in a in a defensive special, and it's probably going to be fugly as hell, like twelve nine or twelve eight or some ugly ass gnarled <laughs> buckets weird score. Uh, I joke around, but uh, I I would absolutely fall over laughing if it if it went like what was that Penn State USC if it was like some crazy shootout all of a sudden how yeah, great would that be? Yeah. which was a phenomenal game. Yeah, how great would that be? Everybody's like, nah, Raiders Texans don't want to watch it. What if it ended up being like some classic all time absolute like insane game? How funny would that be? Don't hey, bank I'm on it though. Don't bank on it. Just needs to modify the game and just have. Each each team do college overtime rules and start each whole way through twenty five. Why not? Why not? Just call today. Have, <laughs> have some fun. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on that before we go to the next game? Nope. Nope. I mean Texans yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. All right. So I, I think you know the story would be Raiders, but in reality, I think we just figured the Texans defense is going to be enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Lions Seahawks. I, I feel a little bit bad for the Lions, man. They've kind of had a, a little slot at the end of the season, and now they have to go to Seattle. And I just, in, despite all the issues that Seattle has, I think at home, I think they're going to put the Lions to bed, man. <laughs> I just think they're going to put the Lions to bed. Some of that's defense. Some of it, I really think, is going to be run game in Russell Wilson. I think he's got, I think he has, at least has one good playoff game at him uh, to take care of Detroit. And I just don't, I don't have faith with Stafford's hand. Um, I don't, I just, I don't have faith in Detroit. Uh, I would have, you know, a healthy Detroit, I think would have been pretty cool. I love Anquan Bolden, but you know, guy doesn't really have jets. I think the, I think the Seahawks can deal with that. So my lean is just, it's going to be Seahawks. And I think Russell Wilson pulls out some stuff out of a bag of tricks and they find a way to deal with, uh, to deal with Detroit. I know. Look at, look at Mark. <laughs> Wake up, you stat. <laughs> Mark, Mark is over there. He's giving us a live look in at the Texans Raiders game. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. They put Matt to sleep too. Yeah, well, that's all right. I, well, Matt's not even there, man. I went ahead and booted him. I don't know where he went, so I just terminated that part. Uh, Mark, uh, give me a favor. Just uh, you know, Lions or Seahawks, man. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go out on the limb and take the Lions. It's going to be really tough, really tough sledding. But I just who wants to tr- who wants to fully trust the Seahawks team right now? I don't. I don't at all. Uh, and again, we all know how tough it is there going and playing against the 12th man. That's that's you know tough sledding for absolutely anybody. But I mean Stafford, you know, splint on his you know finger and all. 
dude is tough, and and I, I do like Zinner. You know, certainly not calling him a stud or anything like that yet, but I mean, he's 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 plenty sufficient, and he can he can bust some surprise runs. Yeah. So you lose you you know Earl Thomas not being out there for him, um, is 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 or not being fully healthy is so costly. Um, I just I just don't, the Seahawks are so Jekyll and Hyde right now. So I I want to take the Lions, and I'm and I'm gonna take them, and I'm gonna say they Good. they. Uh, they they pull pull off the upset. That's the big upset of the weekend. Lions by three. Wow. I would I would absolutely dig a Lions upset. I'd have no beef with that at all. I th- I think that would be great if Zenner had a big game. If Stafford had, you know what I mean. That that would be cool. Uh, I'm just kind of riding with the home team and uh, thinking they have at least one good playoff game in them. But who yeah. knows? I I think a Lions upset would be great. Certainly for Detroit. That's a franchise that could absolutely use a little love on that. Uh, Shannon, what you got, man? I I think uh, Detroit will cover the eight-point spread. However, I I think Seattle will just squeeze one out. They'll they'll pinch off a loaf. They're going to pinch off a loaf, pinch off a W? Yeah, they'll pinch off the W and win the game. I don't don't think it'll be anything special. Yeah. by Wilson and company. I just think it'll be one of those just hang on and win games. Like a, a 20, 2017 tight game. Just, you know, get the field goal, Hoshka. Yeah. Pick it and just let your defense, whoever's still there, hang on and win the game for you. Fair enough. I, I got to call my dog real quick. Randy, what you got? The way Seattle's been playing, I mean, normally – you would normally never bet against Seattle at home this late in the season. It's just something you'd never do. However, lately they're three and three in the back half of the season, which is very new for anybody who follows the Seahawks. Plus, Stafford's had a lot of uh, a lot of fourth quarter magic this year. So yes, yes, he he's been uh, pretty good about making comebacks. So. Like you know, like most, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to Detroit in the sense of basically we're gonna it's gonna come down to Stafford leading a fourth quarter comeback. I think it's gonna be twenty one twenty. Okay. Detroit. Nice. Oh, fourth quarter comeback. Stafford's been doing it all did it done it all season. All Why right. Whitfield, who you got? Whitfield no as a key. <laughs> I'm actually gonna I'm picking Detroit. That secondary. Wow. Hey. That, second, that secondary with no Cam Chancellor, with no um, Thomas. This, the um, Is Chancellor going to be out? From what I'm hearing, he's, he stands a good chance to be out. Uh-oh. Well, that's a big, that's a, that's a big problem. At that uh, secondary, and they just shift all the passing plays away from Sherman. Sherman mm-hmm. can't play all over the field. So I'm running with Mark. Okay, dude. Well, that's Detroit a nice. Three. That's a nice majority, majority rules there. Look at that, Detroit. Oh my lord, go Lions! Detroit should either feel thrilled or or terrified right now that we all believe in them. Probably, <laughs> probably terrified. So, all right. Anybody taking Miami? No. <laughs> are we yeah, all no. are we all Steelers on that one? Are we all all Steelers on that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So little faith, unless uh, unless Jay uh, uh, Ajayi is absolutely a complete monster, I'm just not. I'm not feeling that, man. Nah, I'm not nah. feeling. Well, that. you know, maybe Indomitian Sue gets fresh with Le'Veon Bell, like he got fresh with Legarrette Blunt. 
<laughs> that won't end for him well in Pittsburgh. No, not that, at all. That's that's not the place to do that stuff, man. Mm-mm. It's never stopped them before. I know, I know. He, he's a bit of a knucklehead. He's a bit of a knucklehead. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know some people can make the case that maybe Miami could be a spoiler in the AFC. And, you know, they had a, a couple of moments at least against the Patriots. But I just, I think the Steelers just have too much, on the, you know, on offense, man. Um, I don't trust the Dolphins defense. They have had some good games, but... You know, I, I, don't, I just I don't trust Miami. I think at home, yeah. I mean, to be on the road, taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh playoffs, that for for the Steelers to have their big three healthy and on the field, I just you know I know they have some weird, funky, you know, disappearing at games. I just I don't think this is going to be one of them. I'd be shocked if they did. You know, if the, if the Dolphins roll up there and beat them in the cold weather and stick it to them in their house, man, they deserve major kudos. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just right. not, I'm not, just not feeling it. Um, now, with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, maybe. there's a slight chance, but not with Matt Moore behind center. Well, I think... Hold on, Randy. Are you saying there's a chance? <laughs> isn't, isn't like Matt Moore, doesn't he, any like, uh, like eight touchdowns and zero picks since taking over for Tannehill or something weird like that? I think it's something funky. Somebody's going to have to double check that, but I, I, something like that. Yeah, I think his numbers have actually been pretty good. But and I don't love Tannehill, but you know, Gase I think has done a pretty commendable job. Oh, yeah. that was that was See, another one with the Forty Nine. That was another one with the Forty ers man. Right? Weren't they interested in Gase and Balky blocked that because he wanted to like uh-huh. dictate who his uh, co- assistant coaches would be. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's yeah, because one of yeah, because one of his conditions was Tom. Sol- yeah, his conditions was Tom Sol- his defensive coordinator. Yeah. When when he uh, let's see, Matt Moore eight touchdowns, three picks. Oh, eight and three. Okay. Well, so he's not pick less. No. All right. That's but still that's pretty good. Still, regardless, Matt Moore, I'd say you know that's a win. Eight eight and three. You take that. You take yeah. that. So. The big X factor, obviously, is Jay Ajayi. Yeah, I mean, if Ajayi is a monster, then he's going to keep him in that game. I tell you what, man. Let's let's raise a glass to Gary Kubiak stepping away from the game. Uh, obviously, a down year for the Broncos. We all we all know that. But some health concerns, and I think there were some looming changes with the staff. And he wanted to stay loyal to his guys. Always a tough break, you know. Both Super Bowl teams, man, underperformed this year. I think it's not as surprise. I don't. I don't. Which team is a bigger surprise that they did, that they couldn't hack it? Is it is it Denver or is it Carolina? I would say Denver, just because of the defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, they still had an over 500 record, which was better than Carolina. Well, Carolina was uh, six and ten, yeah. Yeah, they. Car- they Carolina's the bigger shock to me. I think. The, I think the it's running game just just wasn't there this year, right? And it just when their running game's not there, and Cam has to throw it. I think they said 35 times. He just their record just goes way downhill. Well, the defense wasn't the same. You know, uh, I don't think Cam was quite the same. A lot of things didn't work out for them. They missed Norman. I mean, I'm, I'm not yes, saying Norman's they perfect, but they they missed they need they missed Norman. They they were not able to really replace him. And yeah, they they apparently had a Super Bowl hangover. So, and I think Rivera, if you take the totality of his career, the majority of his seasons are losing seasons in Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, if true. if I recall correctly, this is his second double digit loss total 
but I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to go off the top of my head. So, um, and the last time, last time they had this many losses should have been 2011. So obviously it's a way, it's a way back. But I think they've had a losing record in more, like more often than not, under him. I think the way Carolina went down is the, is the surprise to me. I don't feel as shocked that Denver isn't going to be able to repeat on it because it's obviously post retirement for Peyton Manning. So the offense wasn't the same. Uh, I thought the defense would be better and would carry that team a little bit more. I mean, yeah, other than a key to leave ripping jewelry off people. I mean, whatever, whatever makes you happy, I suppose. Justin, we yeah. actually have audio of Michael Crabtree during the game after Aqib Tlaib pulled his chain off. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wrong one, sorry. Sam told Remember you. Remember Grandmama gave me that chain? <laughs> <laughs> Remember Grandmama gave me that chain? Remember Grandmama gave me that chain? That's right. Oh, if, if only it was as blinged out as some of Mark's gear, man. Yo, oh, yeah, like for real, for real, man, for real. Crabtree, man. Ice up, son. Ice up. Get some more bling on that thing, dude. <laughs> 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 Just letting you know. I mean, with that chain mark, the next thing I'm thinking he's going to have is a clock around his neck. Working on it. Hey, if, if you're a Bills fan, could you pick up the Bildo and have a... Never mind. Not a clock around, not a clock around your neck, but I think you know what I'm saying. Go! <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Shannon. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> anyway. Oh my God! All right, uh, Mark, if you got to bounce, it's okay. I know you're you're tired, so if you got to go, you got to go. I just wanted to give uh, Shannon the moment to top some uh, college football and then the caller shots for uh, Monday night. Alabama, roll tide, Alabama and Clemson, dude. I sure as hell hope that's a lot better than the Final Four that we got on Saturday night, man, because that was garbage. That was just straight freaking garbage, dude. I mean, Mariah Carey thought that was a train wreck. <laughs> I was like, I always like to mean, yeah, Mariah Carey was terrible, dude. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's all her fault, man. If the monitor wasn't there, feedback wasn't there, but yo, she made, she took what it was a bad situation. She could have totally deep it out and made it, made it really awful, bad, like terrible, but it wasn't good. And in the heat of the moment, dude, Twitter and social media was killing her. It looked awful. It looked atrocious. It sounded terrible. Hey, but, she sent 2016 out in style, bro. Yeah, right down under into the depths of hell. I mean, it, it took a lot of people, and it took her career with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how relevant she really is anymore. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take my leave, but I just I definitely did want to throw in my my two cents real quick on yeah. uh, the college championship that. Um, uh, it's just so brutally hard to ever pick against Alabama. Well, I shouldn't say ever, but these days to pick against Alabama. But I, I do agree with with everybody who says that if there was a the best matchup uh, possible, this this is definitely it. Obviously, I'm sure y'all may touch on it. You know, Clemson just just blowing the bricks off Ohio State is baffling. Y'all y'all can talk about that. I, I don't Dude. understand. 
what happened. I didn't watch it. I don't know how that occurred, but crazy, um, insane on so many levels. But thrilled that Clemson is there um, because uh, that's really the the one offense that I think can give Alabama some some trouble. So uh, they're six point underdogs, and that's right about where I would put it. Um, I always hate on Alabama, and I'm a jerk for it. I am <laughs> impressed by how the, how well they play. They're such a well-oiled machine. But I am going to both root for and pick Clemson, and again, what should be a, another phenomenal football game. It should be Sunday going into Monday. Um, should be a lot of well, Pittsburgh, Miami is not going to be much fun. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Sunday night, Sunday night into Monday nights uh, should be two great you know evenings of football. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Clemson, uh, Clemson, and a and a a very close you know late upsets. Uh, let's see that that offense you know you know shake up Alabama a little bit. Okay. Yes, sir. I like it. One of my one of my favorite things, man, is uh, that after Ohio State just totally crapped the bed. Twitter was just murdering them, man. And uh, I love one of my favorite tweets was just Ohio State's point total, and it's just their O. That <laughs> 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 oh, was like, beautiful. oh, <laughs> yeah. And then another one was uh, it was a picture of uh, uh, what was it Nunez and, and and Ronda Rousey, and so you got the Clemson Tiger head, and then you know the the Buckeye is on Rousey. I mean, you know, just getting yeah. crushed. It's just ridiculous. So all all bad, all overrated. Urban Meyer eating pizza. I mean, just all kinds of random stuff. And there's one that looks like Urban Meyer is clutching his heart, like his chest, like he's having a heart attack. And that's just not that's not nice. That's not cool. That's that's not nice, guys. That's not nice. That, that's that's tough sledding. But uh, just what a, what a huge playoff flop. What a huge disappointment. And kudos to the ACC for bowl season, man. They're bringing the big guns, man. Unfortunately, Louisville took it too literally because I think they had a couple players that accidentally that missed. Didn't they? Didn't, weren't there a few players that missed the bowl game because they shot their fingers off or they had gunshot wounds in their hands? Well, that was Alabama, and I think a couple <laughs> local players did yeah, the same. That was thing. one Alabama guy. Yeah, roll tide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roll tide. All right, Mark. Well, so you're taking Clemson, yes, sir. So you Take think Clemson. you think Clemson is gonna dig deep? You think Ben Bowlware? And the Clemson Tigers are going to dig deep, right? I do. I do. <laughs> Four fingers deep. In more ways than one. They're going to they're going to dig as deep as they can in that pile, and they're going to go for it. I hope so. I uh-huh. hope so. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Go Clemson. Go Giants. There you go. All right, Mark. Go get some rest. Uh, right, enjoy Paul. your Super Bowl hat. Woo! Thank you. I will. Peace. All right. Good night, sir. Peace. Okay, Shannon. Uh, Shannon, where are you at on this on this uh, Clemson Alabama game, man? Well, I, just like most people, I, I'm pretty shocked that this close to the championship game that Saban just told Kiffin to take off. You know, you're talking with what? a true freshman quarterback all season long. You've been with Kiffin. You know, you've leaned on him for coaching and all this and that. And yeah. then all of a sudden you get Steve Car- uh, Sarkeesian coming in. Excuse me, he's going to be calling the plays. Uh, assuming he's going to be calling the plays, maybe Saban ends up calling the offense. Who knows? Assuming he's sober. <laughs> well, you know, for everything's sake, let's let's hope the man is sober. Um, 
joking wise, I get it. Uh, trust me, none of us are sober right now, except for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Drink too much Pepsi. Too much Pepsi, man. No, I was milk tonight. Oh, yeah, milk. living okay. large. So uh, yeah, no, it, it's kind of weird, but it. I would imagine part of that is if he was partially checked out anyway. Saban's just like it's good. And that just, made me think, like that they only put twenty four on Washington. Right. That the only offense that they had was Bo Scarborough. You know, the he ran for a buck eighty and a touchdown. And by the way, yeah, dude had a buck twenty after contact. That's some balling right there, buddy. But Bruh. a lot, a lot of people were complaining about that. That. Alabama offense in that game, man. So I mean, I think it's fair. It's fair commentary to be like, "Yo, I mean, if he wasn't getting the job done, or maybe his mom was elsewhere, he wasn't prepping him right, or he wasn't game planning well, or whatever." Maybe Saban's like, "Yo, just go ahead and go, man. You're you you've already checked out. You're maybe you're you know, if you're not fully here, I don't need you." Right, and I, th- I think that's a combination because Chris Peterson is a really good coach, right? So I, I, you can't dump on Washington's defense just because you think Kiffin was out. I mean, they were legit. Uh, Chris Peterson is a legit coach. I mean, he had Boise State in a freaking uh, conversation every year. Right. And they were outside the top five, top five conferences. So I, I like Clemson to cover. But not win outright. Deshaun Watson is the one quarterback this year, even more than Lamar Jackson. Okay. That has the capability to beat that Alabama defense. I agree. And a little I, bit and a little bit of payback? A little bit of payback? And, and, and there is the payback. Mm-hmm. But it is so damn hard to bet against Nick Saban in a championship situation. And that defense, dude. And and that the defense, defense man, was balling, man. What is it, eleven or thirteen points a game that they're giving up? It's uh, filthy. It's absolute. It, I don't have stats right in front of me, but I mean that defense is so ridiculously filthy. If Clemson is to have any chance in this game, they have to shut down Alabama's running game. Now, see, I, I told you they got to dig deep. Remember, I, I meant to bring this up before Mark left, but you remember how he was talking about, well, he is Pooh McClanahan, but remember how Mark was talking about that show, Rectify? Yeah. Yeah, see, if the Clemson Tigers were watching that, it would be Rectumfy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I want to take Clemson. I, I would love to see them win. I would love to... T- see Deshaun Watson win uh, a national championship. I, I, I really would. I just, with that Alabama team, I, 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 it is so hard to bet against Nick Saban. It really and that's is. exactly what I'm doing. What, betting against Saban? Yeah. You're I don't out. think Clemson's going to pull it off. All right, cool. There, it, it's just something, and I, and I think – like uh, Shannon said at the beginning, mm-hmm. the fact that this kid's been with Kiffin all season, they didn't put that many points up against Washington. So it, it makes you – I'm not taking anything away from their defense. Yeah. But I think 
people are kind of undercutting, underselling Clemson's defense too. They're legit. They're not Alabama legit, but they're legit. It's gonna be a low scoring, maybe a twenty to seventeen game. Something yeah, like that. This will not be forty five forty this year. Oh God, no. No. It it will not be forty five forty this year. Okay. It 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 will be take the under. It's at fifty and a half. I would take the under. And I I think you're looking at a 24-21, uh type game. Right. Yeah, that score uh, ain't hitting. Th- neither one of them are going to hit thirty this time. I, I don't think so. I, I'll take. I want Clemson to win very badly. However, reluctantly, I'm going to take Alabama. You're just taking because. Bama. Matt's going Clemson. Randy, who are you taking, man? Mark Clemson. I'm, I'll take Bama just because I just it's hard to bet against Saban. No, I understand. Randy, what, where are you throwing your hat in the ring on this thing? I mean, normally I don't follow college football. But That's so okay. Much. I mean, just pick I've, a team. I've always known. I've always known that Bama's been a big powerhouse, and obviously with Syracuse and the ACC, I've witnessed what uh, Clemson is all about. Yeah. And you are right, Matt. Clemson's defense is pretty good. They are really good at finding balls, after all. Dude, Randy is all over the balls today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is up with that? That's nothing new. (laughs) Really? You said balls. But overall, I'm going to have to go with the. I'm going to go with the experienced coach in terms of the actually getting to the the main getting to the title event, so to speak. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Bama. It's not gonna it's not gonna be like some blowout like you know what we've seen in the past. But you guys are right. This is going to be a very fun game. It should be a really challenging should game. <clears throat> and I think I think what Bama is going to try to do is probably grind the clock out and try to keep it away from Deshaun Watson. And that's that's how it's gonna end up being. It's gonna be something Hold like, on to your butt. I'll mm. say twenty to I'll say twenty to fourteen. Bama. I think this is gonna be a knuckle game, dude. These these, these defenses are just just gonna throw haymakers. What you got, Captain? <sighs> I think it's far more likely that Alabama wins. But much like the Packers Giants thing, I'm gonna go <clears throat> I think Alabama, in all likelihood, wins it. But I'm going to pull for Clemson for a slightly different – you know, I just want a different outcome. I just want a different outcome. Um, Same here. I I don't really have a dog in the fight, per se. I was just like, I don't have a dog in the fight, and I'm not Michael Vick. Uh, Sorry, I was thinking thinking back to the Falcons thing. (laughs) His standing up – sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll, he has a dog lover, so I, please. I know. Save your emails. <laughs> Look, I've rescued a lot of dogs over the course of my life, so and cats yeah. for that matter. Um, anyway, uh, I, I I just I think it's far more likely that Alabama wins. I think the the to me, I would like it if Clemson won, but I also understand if Clemson wins, Lord knows that's going to set the stage for Saban to bring even more heat. And it's just, I think part of it at this point is that Alabama has been so dominant. Saban has been so dominant at Alabama that I want somebody else to get it done. Uh, I want to see another team, you know, at the pinnacle of the moment against a good, uh, a good Crimson Tide, you know, find a way to overcome, especially given the results of last year. 
Uh, how great right. would it be? It's kind of like I think back to that Duke UNLV deal. You know what I mean? Where they lost to him, and then he came back, and they had to get over that hump. You know what I mean? And I mean, how how how, how fantastic was that to overcome that team and to get past them? You know that I mean? is a great example, dude. How great that- would it be? And how how kick ass of a sports story would it be for Clemson to rebound, rematch, and win? It would be um phenomenal it'd be i mean unlv was undefeated coming back the next year alabama's undefeated coming back the mm-hmm. next year i mean i mean look <laughs> there, there's a ton on the line man there's a ton on the line there's a ton it's, on the line it's watson's last game at clemson he's already said he's coming out gallman's coming out uh williams the receiver's coming out for the draft mm-hmm. so it for all three it's their last game in college Williams, I'll tell you this, is a difference maker at 6'3", 220. That is a guy to watch because he is a first-round talent. Can Alabama cover him is the key because he was out last year. He did not play in the game last year. So when you add him in with all the other weapons for Deshaun Watson, will that guy put them over the top? I just want to know if, if when you get into the uh, over and under, like, are they factoring in the Clemson reach around? <laughs> Is that move called the Tiger? Are they looking for another, like, you know, rock, uh, some other hard objects to, you know, touch during during the game? I mean, what's going on here? I have the Tiger. I don't know. I, you know. Hey, look at you. <laughs> nice oh somehow i still have nickel back in there so it's like nickel back eye of the tiger i'm afraid <laughs> they did not they <laughs> mark, mark approves oh i forgot to bring something up tonight oh that's okay uh sorry man well i tell you what guys we need to get out of here we didn't get to a whole bunch of stupidity uh which is unfortunate because usually we do uh by the way uh shannon adam vinatieri missed a uh, field goal in week 17 Cost him $500,000. Adam Vinatieri, bro, I got to tell you, you just got to shake that off, man. He missed a $500,000 bonus. If he had made that field goal that he missed, he would have been over 90% mm. for this for the season and gotten a $500,000 bonus. Instead, he did miss one. It's a 48-yard attempt, and he missed that in the second quarter against the Jaguars. And so he finished under 90 and that was the end of that that's that's not as that's not quite as painful as the uh, the dude that would have got a big bonus but Tyreek Hill like Tyreek Hill crushing out that 95 yard punt return <laughs> like, yeah it, it's, I think I think the guy's deal I think the guy's deal was that he had to lead the league in like punt return average or something and then that Tyreek Hill punt return like scooted that guy like like way past him it was pretty funny I don't know. I don't know. I thought that that one was like $600,000 or something. Yeah. There was some kid, um, I I thought I had it in my notes, but I'm not seeing it, who needed 500 yards just for the year to get some sort of bonus, and he had 499. Oh, hey, look, Reggie Bush needed three yards to not be minus zero. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Reggie Bush, man, negative 10, 
Ten plus attempts, negative three yards for the year. Wow. I mean, just awful. <laughs> awful. They're, Good job. Man. Whitfield, just give Reggie Bush a minus zero. Do it. I, I think he's out. He's out again. Okay. By the way, you got to give me that shake Shake it off. Oh, I do owe you a shake it off. Yeah. Is that was is that what Akeem Tlaib was trying to do to, to keep the streak going here? Yeah, is that what Akeem Tlaib was trying to do to uh Michael Crabtree's gold chain? I think so. Oh, he succeeded in making it break free from that dude's neck. <laughs> Shannon. Shannon. Yes. As a Redskins fan, after I watched that, that Redskins-Giants game, you know, I had to say... Son of a bitch. Give me a drink. And yes, Mark thought I was a little bit salty when I was saying all the knob slobbers could message him on Twitter. Because they can. Because I am a Redskins fan, and I, was, I am a little bit salty. And I hope the Packers whooped their ass. <laughs> so I'm not ready. I'm not ready to let it go. Let it go. I'm not. Like we said last week, we were the Golden Girls. We were the Golden Girls. You're Pooh McClanahan. <laughs> anyway. And just like the Dingleberry at the beginning, you gotta break free. See? There it is. This video still makes no damn sense. Anyway. Episode 195, The Streak Stays Alive. It does. Shannon, Shannon, <laughs> this, you my friend, you will not let those songs die. This one's for you. Hell yeah. In five weeks, we will be celebrating episode number 200 of the Sports Brew. Sweet mother of mercy. Really? Episode, yeah, this is episode 195. Hell yeah. 200. 200. I'm going to drink to that just to do it. Salute. Salute. Hey, you know what? Yeah. We we may have to go old school on that episode. Bruh. I I think that's I'm gonna be staying over that night. That's gonna be (laughs) that's gonna be a good night. I won't even go Clemson I won't go Clemsoning on you, bro. That would be a tad bit awkward. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know how much we'd have to drink to, to do that to each other. I don't I don't think oh. we have the tolerance anymore. <laughs> Bruh. It, it, it would have to be like <laughs> a five. It, it may have to be like national tequila night at that point. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Oh, there's like a yeah, there's another Golden Girls thing there. There you go. Oh my That's god, Clemsoning. Yeah, there you go. Clemsoning <laughs> <laughs> takes on a new meaning. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> yes. By the way, there is a certain player I'd like to give uh, some credit to. This ah! week. 
Is it Frank Gore? Yes, it is. See, look at that. Lucky guess. And I meant to bring him up earlier. You're right. Uh, give Frank uh, Frank Gore a little little gloss, man. He deserves First that. Running back in since uh, eight in eighty four at the age of thirty three to have a thousand yard rushing season. Mm-hmm. John Riggins. John Riggins at yep. the age of thirty five. Yep. Back in eighty four. And he's also the first Colts running back to have a thousand yards rushing season since Joseph Adai back in two thousand seven. Don't you remember Berman? Liver let a die. <laughs> also, a couple weeks ago, he actually became only the second player in NFL history to have eleven different seasons of twelve hundred combined yards in a season. Wow! Nah, Frank. And guess who the uh, the other player is? That should be pretty easy. Who that? Who it is? The uh, goat, Emmett, or Barry, Jerry Rice, the goat. Ah, uh, that goat. Okay, that goat. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, if anybody's questioning his Hall of Fame credentials, I think he's just earned them. Yeah. Well, longevity, productivity. Uh, I, I think he's he's not he's on he's knocking at the door, bro. All he has to do to finish this off, to finish strong at the back end of his career, is just go Clemsoning. And he's <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna be set. And what about uh, the wiener? <laughs> my God, you're greasy. Well, um, give me a call. Obviously, right? we also had uh, this, the Hall of Fame <laughs> finalists announced. Yeah, so that should be interesting to see who gets voted in. Judge Jacoby's gonna get screwed again. Absolutely, Clemsoning. Great ass. I mean, you've got, I mean, Frank Gore with that great season, and of course, retiring, <laughs> we we get, we glossed up Steve Smith Sr., yeah. one of our favorites. But, uh, you know, for me as a Colts fan, Robert Mathis, who also was hanging it up, ended up getting a strip sack in his final game, which mm-hmm. is kind of... Uh, it's fitting. It's fitting it's for fitting. him. Uh, I think he actually moved a half sack ahead of Dwight Freeney all time. That's impressive. Just, just kind of funny in a way that he moved ahead of Freeney. But, I mean, having those two on the field at the same time, I mean, you just knew one of them was going to get to the quarterback at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day. And, you know, both those guys were both undersized and overlooked. And like we said, uh, I think last week, that was a heck of a trade for the Colts because they gave up some dude who played 30-some-odd games who didn't do jack squat and – uh Got a guy who got over 120 sacks and is, I guess, top 10 all time. Uh, didn't Mathis have, doesn't he own the record for most strip sacks in a career? I was yeah, trying to find that number. I think he's got like 49. He owns the record for most strip sacks and uh, got one in his final game. Uh-huh. Was named oh, a, 47. Named yep. AOC Defensive Player of the Week for yep. that. And, you know, he's hanging them up. And, and I, like I say, I think Vinatieri is the only player from that championship team who's still there. By the way, uh, oh my God, hold on, let me see what let me see if I can do this. Mathis is. I thought it was great. If you didn't see the stuff, man, look him up and look at some. He's got a, like a goodbye speech at the game, talking about um, I'm the only one that I, that believed in my dream. Uh, and I, I thought there were some nice pieces. And if you missed that, you should totally look those up. They're they're well worth a listen to. Tick to dream, man. If your dream is to be great, be great. Because I can promise you, ain't nobody going to pursue it like you pursue it. 
Only it only takes you. So Chuck, I don't know the only one that believed in my dream, man. My mom, even my mom admitted, jeez, I didn't believe until it happened. I was just supporting you. Whatever you wanted, I just support you. And my mama, she tell you, that's the real OG right there. She kept it 100 <laughs> all the time. Let's <laughs> just straight honest with you. But it's on you to protect your dream. You want to be great? Go get it. It can happen. You got one foot in the door, kick that man. Kick it in. It's on you. Right, what you won't do. But I mean, it, that's legit, man. That's a guy that was a fifth round, fifth round pick. And the Colts did trade. Didn't make a trade to get him. Tony Dungy on uh, Football Night in America was talking about uh, Mathis's, um, you know, his highlight tape that that Pullian showed him, and, and Dungy said it was probably the the second best highlight tape he'd ever seen, second only to Barry Sanders. I mean, think about that. Dungy's wow. a lifer. Dungy's a lifer. Think about how much how much football that guy has seen. For him to say that, incredible. He also said it's one of his best draft picks ever. They got him in the fifth, and they did trade up to get him. But that Polian did have to convince, did have to kind of work him to convince him to to take Mathis. So I meant to say earlier when we were laughing about uh, Reggie Bush, um, Steve Gleason uh, tweeted that he said, breaking news, Steve Gleason had more rushing yards than Reggie Bush this season. (laughs) (laughs) So... Here's damn. to you. Here, here's, well played. Here's damn. to you, Gleason, for having a dance, still having a sense of humor, brother. That that yes, well played, sir. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Reggie Bush would have no nothing bad to say about that because I mean, what Steve's fighting, man. I, that that's a great sense of humor to yeah. have. Well, they they were teammates earlier, and obviously in obviously, Bush's career, yeah. so. Uh, I thought that was cool. I was trying to find that. I wanted to have the right line on that. But, yeah, man, kudos to Robert Mathis. Salute. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, Frank Gore is not done yet. I think he's still got some gas in the tank. He's injury-free, and I think it's very plausible. I think he, he, he can move to fifth place and pass LT if he gets 620 yards next year. He can do that. And that, I think, is very doable. I, as long might, as he's healthy, he'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, getting getting the fourth, I think, is going to be tough. He's going to have to crack a thousand, um, a thousand thirty-seven is what it would take for him to move past Curtis Martin. So that's going to be tough. But if Frank Gore can hang on for two more years, I don't know if he'll play that long. I think some of it becomes a matter of choice, uh, and that's something that you saw with Steve Smith, for example. Steve Smith can still play, and if he wanted to be back next year, he would be back next year. Okay, fourteen thousand seven hundred thirty-one career receiving yards in sixteen seasons, seventh most all time, and and do not forget how many crappy quarterbacks Steve Smith had, because <laughs> there oh, were a lot. Man. Can you imagine that guy? Like, if he had spent his career his career with a high caliber quarterback or in a high octane offense, that would have really Dude. fed him the ball. Imagine him with like Peyton or Brady or Rogers. Oh my God! It, but this is what he said. Uh, in the post game, it, they were talking about. It. He's like, "Could I play another year? I could, but what I lose, I'm not willing to risk." That's a guy that's ready to be with his family. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, hats off to him for making that choice because he could stick around. He could play. I think the fans of Baltimore really embraced him. I think he fit well with that team. Um, I loved the cleats that he wore, uh, thanking people that have been part of his journey and part of his career along the way. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, I love the fact that he got emotional. 
but I think that's a guy that he's ready for something different. He over he came back from that injury that he suffered, the Achilles. Uh, that's a hell of a thing to come back from for that any, for any of them. But at his age, wow. at his position, that's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. Um, and he had a good year. It's a shame the Ravens weren't better this year. Um, but that's that's football. That's how, sometimes it's just how it goes. But do do not forget that that guy was hella productive even with Jake freaking Delome throwing the ball to him. You know, and whoever the hell else maybe happened in, you know, in uh, in 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 Carolina. But that's it's the same thing for like Larry Fitzgerald. How many how many games did he have to deal with? What was that dude's name? Skelton. I mean, how many, how many years did that guy have? A, yeah, how many years did that guy have a bag of ass throwing a ball to him? You know what I mean? And he was still crazy productive. You know, Red Skelton. Yeah, Red Red Skelton. <laughs> He's got some skeletons in his closet. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Steve Smith. If you don't like him, the person or his attitude or his persona, man, so be it. But all timer, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he'll get in. It's a matter of when. It's just a matter of when. I think he's he's he, you know he defined an era. Um, and I still love the the you know row your boat celebration. I thought that was great. But uh, the, nice up, nice yeah. Up. The the league's gonna miss him. And I think you know Rodney Harrison was talking about how hard he was to play against. Um, and I, I just think that's all legit, man. I think that's all really legit. It's going to be a shame, but, you know, he's had a good run, a good career, and yeah. I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> that's the deal. All right, any other news notes? Because we, we, we got to get out of here. Ronda Rousey, can you make it a minute, sweetheart? <laughs> Sorry, uh, yo. Grayson Allen, great Welcome uh, back. indefinite suspension yeah. for one, one game. game. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, here you go. Here, here's one, like, random one. Um, let's see. Hollyweed was fantastic. I love the vandals that went ahead and yes, changed the Hollywood yes. sign to Hollyweed. Kudos to y'all for being really hilarious. That was a better sign job than those two dudes at the Minnesota Stadium hanging the thing, protesting. <laughs> yeah. I like the Hollyweed better. That, that was pretty funny. Um, was also... I do love this one. The Rose Bowl had more points scored in one night in L.A. than the Rams scored in L.A. all season. <laughs> Leave it to the college kids to score. Yeah. Stick. What? It, I don't think they say it at Tech games anymore, but do you remember at Virginia Tech games they used to chant, stick it in, in the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was legit, man. That was one of their things. It was stick it in, stick it in. Yep. <laughs> um, good news. David Johnson – just an MCL sprain, no, uh-huh. no tears. Oh, I, yeah, I thought he had destroyed his knee, man. That looked oh, so bad. Gosh, that dude. was a brutal tackle. That looked man. so bad. Looked so yeah, bad. Yeah, and he, if he had gotten a hundred scrimmage yards in that game, he would have been the first player in NFL history to have a hundred scrimmage yards in sixteen consecutive games. It's a bummer, but I, I hope he, I hope he shows up next year and and is ready to rock and uh, can do it and do that, man. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Absolutely. And Andy Reid passed Bill Parcells in all-time wins to become 11th all-time. Hey, nice. I like that. Good on him. All right. I'm, I'm out of notes. You're, you're out of notes? Well, thanks for batting cleanup at the end there. Also, hey. Shannon, clear, you went Clemson in because you were digging deep for notes on Andy Reid. I, I appreciate that. All right, thanks. help a brother out. Yeah. I know. Of course you were. <laughs> no, we're not going Susan Boyle. I don't think I can I can talk about Clemsoning and people nut cutting time and ass grabbing to Susan Boyle. Can we? I just don't know that that works. 
I can't do it. Pooh McClanahan might be able to do it. <laughs> I don't think I can do that right now, man. Anyway, all right. I tell you what, man. From all of us to all of you, thanks for listening. I hope you had a couple of laughs and a good time along the way. Enjoy the football this weekend. I, I, other than Texans Raiders, I'm super excited about the NFL playoffs, other than the fact it means we're closing in on the end of the season, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I, I hope we get some good football, good storylines are in front of us, and I hope the national championship game is, it, is fun, man. I really do. So enjoy it. Have a good time. And from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side, man. Absolutely. Uh, as always, keywords are sports and brew. Our main host is Podbean, and you can find us all over the place, man. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Brady Loves Funnel Cake, uh, <laughs> LiveSportsCaster.com, a lot of different things, man. Uh, just Google Play Store. Just look us up, track us down, hang out, have a little fun, and, of course, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Sports Brew. All right? So from all of us to all of you, that's right. Even Steve Smith knows. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You go ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. Ice up, son. Ice up. Until next time, friends. Peace out. See you. See you. Good night. Late.